Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Round the Tail podcast. The podcast can drink now. It sure can. I'm, I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is all about your questions. We are back from Comic-Con, and two weeks ago, we asked you to leave your Wii U and 3DS XL questions on the site at randomtail.com, and we would answer all of them to the best of our abilities after our four-hour play session, and we're going to do that. First, of course, we have some news, but before we get to all that, uh, I should probably say the name of the episode is... Very creatively, your questions answered. Yeah, no, no, we weren't. We able no to work, puns. Yeah, no we puns. weren't able to work a pun in there. Maybe we. Nope. No. We could have, but we didn't think. We didn't try. It's our fault. Yeah. But anyway, it's gonna be a good episode. It's gonna be a lot of your questions. We're also going to uh, announce the winners, the two winners of our Comic Con swag giveaway. The, the these the package we're giving away includes a Mario shirt, a Wreck Mario Music Mario Bros. Two shirt, Wreck It Ralph, the Disney video game movie shirt. Pokemon posters, a whole bunch of pins and postcards and things. They're cool. They're cool bundles. So definitely stay tuned to see if you were one of the people who won. And we also have some exciting news at the end of the show that we're going to share involving the future of Ram Nintendo. We're branching out beyond just the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for all oh? that. Oh, yeah, I know news well, to well, you. Why right? wasn't I aware of that? I'm pretty sure you were. I think we had a pretty good conversation about this before we hit record. Oh, you're right. <laughs> good memory. Short term memory is kind of kind of shot. I think. Anyway. It's from the drinking. You went out with the podcast for for, for 21, and oh. you blocked out the whole conversation. Yeah. Anyway, I don't <laughs> know how that. we... Yeah, I don't know how we go from that I don't want to talk about that. Right yeah, uh, so Nintendo news. What's up with Nintendo these two weeks? It, uh... Yeah, you tell me. I, I will. It, was, it wasn't It was a question. <laughs> it was, but it wasn't. Um, it, <laughs> it's, it was kind of a slower two weeks, which was nice, because there's the huge uh, Comic-Con news... Influx. Influx, thank you. And then uh, and then we have all the questions to answer, so it's good that's a slower week. Oh, one more thing before we get to that. If you haven't already, dear listeners, go to uh, roundintel.com. We have uploaded about 47, 48 photos from Comic-Con, including up-close photos with the Wii U and the 3DS and Batmobile, 3DS XL, sorry, and Batmobiles and a Dig Dug enemy and... Was there an Optimus Prime there? There was an Optimus Prime. Oh, uh, yeah. Make sure you check out that Optimus Prime picture. It, he, he was, like, three stories tall, or two stories tall. Like, he was, like, 15 feet tall, so, like, a story and a half. Yeah, the picture, like, even though as good as it looks, it doesn't do it any justice. Like, no, standing it's next hard to, to it, do it's... scale when you're looking yeah. up at something. Also, all the Iron Man suits. There's a ton of pictures. So go to com. look for extra Comic-Con 2012 photos, and go check those out. Unfortunately, that Optimus Prime wasn't to scale, though. I was a little disappointed. Fun fact. That Optimus, as big Prime, as he was. that Optimus Prime is actually from last year's Comic Con. Oh yeah, I, I remember seeing it. I think on IGN's pictures and going yeah. like, "Oh, I wish I could see that." And then you Optimus. saw it in person. You're like, "Oh, there it is." And you're like, "Oh no!" I was I'm like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" But it's not. Was I with you when you saw it? Because I don't remember that reaction. No, I was. Yeah, you. You should have seen me geek out on the the Hasbro toy line for next year. I was in line for free Lego knockoffs called like what are they called like Creos? <laughs> Creos, yeah. Yeah. Which oh sounds too god. much like and, Creole. And their display, oh my god. Was just, uh, oh, I saw you geeking out about that. You were like having yeah, they panic like attacks. A, of... They made like a battle scene. That was amazing. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> anyway, we'll get to a little more Comic-Con stuff when we do the Your Questions Answered part. Yeah, we already, first, got, yeah, we already we talked about a lot. Of, well, we talked about a lot of it, but one of the questions did ask for highlights and lowlights. So we'll get to that towards the end of our Q&A session. But first... I don't hear lowlights used that often. Well, it's... Isn't it a word? Did I make up a word? No, anyway, no. regardless... Oh, with your highlights and never lowlights. Yeah, because no one likes to talk about low points. Uh, regardless, let's jump into Nintendo news, shall we? Yep. So, first up, uh, did you ever play World of Goo on the Wii, Jose? 
Well, yes, I did. Very extensively. It's a fun game, right? It's it's really one of the first WiiWare games that was like, oh, this service is cool. Look how there's unique games that use the controller and you download them. Yeah, the the pointer was was fun. The puzzles were fun and hard and frustrating. Really cool art style, too. Yeah, it was... It, reminded, it was very Tim Burton-y. It was. Yeah. Well, the good news is, and the reason I bring it up, is the gang over at Tomorrow Corporation, they made World of Goo. They are two guys. Wasn't it 2D Boy or 2D something? Yes, it was, but I guess either they did... I think they did a name change. Oh. I think. Here's the... Yeah, they were 2D Boy, and they were two guys. They brought on the guy that did Henry Hatsworth on the DS. Oh. The former EA employee who then left after Henry Hatsworth. And I think the three of them changed the name from 2D Boy to Tomorrow Corporation. Or Tomorrow Corporation is the fictional name of the company within the games. Either way, the website is Tomorrow Corporation. Corporation. In World of Goo, yeah, I don't think it's Tomorrow cool. Corporation. Oh. But anyway, the guys over at what's I guess now is Tomorrow Corporation have announced a new Tim Burton esque looking uh, downloadable game for the Wii U. Supposedly will be out around launch, if not at launch, and it's called mm. Little Inferno. There's pretty much nothing known about it. They released a trailer, and they have said that it's an adventure game that focuses on burning things. And the majority of the game will take play will take place as they put it in front of a fireplace, and they emphasize that there's a goal of getting up and out. So I'm guessing it's World of Goo, but instead of Goop, it's fire, which is cool with me because World of Goo is really fun. Well, I mean, if it's gonna be as any good as the World of Goo game, then... I'm sure it will. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm gonna look forward to. Not that many um, downloadable games that I'm that I'm personally looking forward to. Right. Well, there's that one, and there's Chasing Aurora. Was it Chasing Aurora? Is that what also Mighty Switch Force HD. Yeah, game? yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Which, that. It came out, it was announced, or did we? I don't know. I think it was announced right before ConCon, so we might have accidentally glazed over it. But yeah, uh, they're making the original Mighty Switch Force remake in HD for Wii U at launch with the DLC built in, I believe. Yeah, no, yeah. New, no new levels. At least the... nothing planned at the moment. They yeah. said they might if they have time. Yeah, and... Like, the touchscreen on the Wii U pad is just the touchscreen on the DS. But... Yeah. So, it's kind of a quick and dirty port. It just looks good because it's in HD. Yeah. Like... But still, it's cool, to see, it's cool to see a good lineup of download games for, like, I mean, for right those, at the for start. For people that haven't played it, like, it's a must. I haven't oh, played it. I was going to buy it when it was on Wait, sale. you never bought it? No, and it was on sale as the game of the weekend when Nintendo did... You know how Nintendo's been well, doing that? It was on sale when we were at Comic-Con. And I just didn't get around to buying it before the sale ended. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just wait for the Wii U one. But it's good, because then I could talk about the Wii U one. I'm considering you didn't even still haven't opened. Hey, hey, first of all, I will. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, it works out well, because we can compare and contrast the two when it comes out on Wii U. In November or December or yeah, whenever it comes out. November 18th is my guess. Oh, all right. For the system. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's really nice to have a lineup of downloadable games at launch for a Nintendo system. Every other time it's been like, oh, we're going to have this awesome shop, and then it took like a year or three months or whatever to get it out there. So it seems like Nintendo's right on top of things now. Which is cool. Which is how it should be. It is. And also, it's really nice to know that uh, they're getting indie support. Because Little Inferno, those guys over at, I guess Tomorrow Corp is their name now, they, um, it's only coming to PC, Mac, Linux, and Wii U. Wii U's the only console. Presumably because of either the touchpad or the pointer, if you use a Wiimote. Yeah, but I mean, but well, still, it's I mean, nice it has to see. Move, but it's probably the touchpad. Yeah, probably. But it, point being, that was kind of a side point. The point I was getting at is, it's nice to see that the indie guys are supporting the Wii. U. I mean, those guys had huge success with World of Goo on the Wii, or well, as big of success as you can have with WiiWare. WiiWare is kind of a crapshoot, but oh, yeah, like there's some really good games that don't sell, and there's some eh games that do sell, and it's hard to judge. Yeah. And Nintendo kind of tells you what the price point is; you don't get to choose, and there's always weird. Like I'm not gonna think of it, but off the top of my head, I can't even think of like a top ten good WiiWare games. 
Mega Man 9, World of Goo. Yep. <laughs> was it Lost Winds any good? Yeah, Lost Winds. I actually got it on my phone for on my iPhone for free. Super from Meat Boy was supposed to be there at And some then it never happened. Yeah. There's a, and then uh, Retro City Rampage, which is coming out on PSN and Xbox Live pretty soon. Well, the GTA, 8-bit GTA, that's supposed to come to WiiWare, but it kind of disappeared. Maybe I'll be on Wii U now. I hope so. Yeah. Well, but yeah, there, no, there is a handful of good games, but it's just like they get buried. Yeah. Like, WiiWare was not a huge success for Nintendo, so it's cool to see that Retro console seems to be a bigger hit. Yeah. But it's cool to see that they're correcting, they're course correcting with the Wii U, and they're getting the Indies back on board with things like Little Inferno, and Chasing Aurora, and my Switch Force, and whatever else. So yeah, that's Little Inferno. I'm not doing a very good transition here. Uh, totally different note. Mario. New Super Mario Bros. 2 comes out in under a month. Like three weeks, I think. Does that sound about right? Hooray. The 18th. And I know, you're not super hyped for it, but there's some cool new info that came out. They recently did an uh, Iwata Asks thing on Nintendo.com, or basically Nintendo Presence Tour. Iwata sits down with the developers. They talk. They laugh. They laugh <laughs> some more. They laugh some more. Literally two-thirds of these interviews are just parentheses laughs. But... <laughs> but any news? Yes, that's what I was getting to. No, they just laughed. I just wanted to talk about how much they laughed. Like, they, oh. they love their job at Nintendo. They just laugh it up. No, I wanted to... Uh, a couple things I wanted to mention... Specifically, Coin Rush Mode um, is starting to sound even cooler than originally reported. Coin Rush Mode, for those of you who may not recall, is the goal of the game in Mario 2 is to get 2 million coins. Uh, they have this thing called Coin Rush Mode where you get 3 level packs. You get 1 chance to run through the 3 levels and get as many coins as possible. And you get these 3 level packs either through DLC. They're got paid DLC where you can get brand new levels made specifically for Coin Rush. Or... By street passing with people, and you'll get their randomly generated packs with their coin high scores, and you try and top that. The new info is it turns out if you want to get a million coins, those coin rush modes will not be enough. You're going to have to play through the game multiple times. However, because they realize that's kind of a weird way to force replayability, there are ways you can earn double coin counts. They didn't say how, but there are ways maybe there as are, you play. Maybe like Call of Duty, they'll be like double coin weekends. Play the weekend. you can, like, no, I, th- I think it's going to be more like if you find secret paths, they'll be like the coins will be worth double, or you'll find a power up that doubles the coin worth or something. Oh. That's my guess. I really have no idea. They kind of kept it vague. And that's not really the interesting thing they said. The interesting thing they said is how they're going to use Spot Pass, which is the download service for a 3DS, and how that's going to tie into coin counts. So there's going to be a worldwide coin total, and they're going to. Nintendo's teasing how high can it go, so I imagine when you hit certain milestones, stuff will unlock. Knowing Nintendo, it won't be cool stuff in the game. It'll be like, you unlocked a wallpaper for everyone to share across the world on they your computer. They did say it's more than just like a little star next to your profile. Yeah, though. they said it's something significant. So that's for, yeah, for the million, it's something significant. So. And then they have the worldwide coin count, coin count which I'm guessing is going to lead to something significant too. But what's cool about spot passes, they're also going to have regional breakdowns, apparently. So you can be like, like all America, the America, yeah, exactly. It'd be like the Olymp- the Olympics just started, right? And yeah. this involves gold, right? Gold coins. It kind of look like medals, so it's like a Mario Olymp. I'm gonna stop before I make this worse. But yeah, essentially, you can it's compete with other Mario countries. Sonic Olympic game. Yeah, it's not the London same. edition. It's That's yellow. not the same. Yes, but it's not the same. But um, yeah, it is. Yellow I think it came out a long time ago. London. Yeah, for yeah, it came out in November. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, point being. That's kind of a cool way of doing things, where you can compete regionally. Just You just play the game normally, and then you can go check the scoreboard and be like, whoa, Brazil's destroying us, I need to play more, because somehow that's going to motivate people, supposedly. That's kind of cool. It is cool in kind of motivate me until I realize, like, depending how many hundreds of thousands yeah. of coins were behind, like, I'm not going to make a difference, but I yeah. could, maybe. I don't Definitely, know. yeah. And also, they also mentioned, I know I said this, how CoinRush has DLC levels. They actually made an interesting comparison. Do you remember with uh, Mario Bros. 
three, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3 on the Game Boy Advance, they had e-reader support, and you could buy booster packs of levels, basically. I never did that, but I knew it existed. Yeah, I actually did. It's actually kind of a cool concept. But they're, they're basically saying the DLC is the natural evolution of that, which makes perfect sense. But they're going to be independent of the story, just like with the Mario e-reader cards. And there's going to be extra levels that they'll start building out after the game's yeah, complete. Because the story's already so convoluted, you don't want to get it. It is. Yo, I mean, Bowser kidnaps people. Well, no, this one is convoluted. You ready? Mario and Luigi decide to take a vacation and go, and go and collect, I believe it's coins in the sky. In no, the no, coins I, something festival. You saw the intro, right? No, I, I purposely am not watching it yet. Oh, I, I don't want to spoil the one piece of story there is in the whole but, game. But, but you, but the but way you, but the way I guess you read it or thought described is like playing it up way too much. I mean, the intro. No, I know the intro is just them jumping up, collecting some coins, and Peach gets kidnapped. Yeah, they literally leave like maybe that's in like. Yeah, but the, the the written out story is funny because oh. it's like they go to the the coin collection, the coin festival in the sky, and then Peach gets kidnapped. They're like, oh, we should go save her. The end. Wrong. Yep. So it's more than just Peach gets kidnapped. There is a sentence extra before it. <laughs> a whole sentence. So, so yeah, there's that. But uh, I am... I know we've talked about this before. I know you personally aren't all that hyped for it. You'll play it, you'll like it, but you're not like dying to get it. But for some reason, I'm like I'm looking forward to it. They actually were going to call the game Super Mario Gold. Well, actually, I've got... At it. one point. Random fact. And then they realize they should go with a, n- a number. Cause but but has... then people will think, like, oh, where's Super Mario Silver coming out? Yeah, and then, well, Nintendo's logic was there's more levels than ever before, and there's more, apparently, and there's more, and you could play levels without the coin counting aspect. So they didn't want to call it gold because they didn't want people to think it's, like, the definitive. They'll never be better, so they're just calling it, they're going with the number because there's increases in levels, there's increases mm. in con- in concepts of, like, the coin count. So they're just calling it two. But they did consider Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Bros. gold for a while. Yep. Well, I think two works, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it just because I'm a sucker for two D Mario. Uh, but the, I don't know the world map and the first level. I know I spoiled some of it for myself. I don't know. It looks the same. Like, I haven't seen uh, it. No, yet. no, almost identical to New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Like, like so much so that I couldn't even remember if it was different at all. Really? Yeah. See, like, I haven't seen the footage. Like, yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of troubling. It's like, wait, am I like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I mean, I guess they did say. Sense. I mean, like they literally just left the castle, so I, I guess it has to be the same world. Yeah. I mean, I, why would it change every yeah. couple of years unless like um, yeah. they live in a four well, hey, planet? Well, hey, hey, Batman managed to change Gotham in every movie. It went from being random city to Chicago to New York, right down to the fact that this isn't a spoiler, but to the fact to, for all those people that haven't seen Dark Knight Rises, which by the way is awesome. I know you disagree with me, but uh, you haven't seen it though. Uh, anyway, point being, point being, they show the Empire State Building, they show the Freedom Tower being built, or One World Trade Center being built, in the shots of Gotham City in Dark Knight Rises, which is weird. And then in the second movie, they showed all the drawbridges of Chicago, so it's just like, things can change between stories, is oh, my they point. they just never showed you the whole city. No, because they did, like, panoramic shots of, like, all of Lower Manhattan, oh. both sides of the island. It's like, uh, this isn't Gotham, but yeah. Oh, kind of the point th- being, the point of that was... Nintendo could easily change it and just say. Well, I mean, they, well, they have. I mean, no, but I mean, in terms of they don't need to keep it that. I mean, similar. sometimes there are those like colored blocks in the Mario World. Sometimes they're not there. That's true. Also, they're adding I mean, what are they... they're adding different times of day to the levels now. Not like per level. Not like it won't change as you play. But they have nighttime well, like levels. They have well, night... not like Donkey Kong. No, that's silhouette. They have nighttime levels. No, well, Donkey Kong but... Country like it actually changes from day to night as you play. Oh no no no! It's not like that. It's just like that's they have true. levels that are at night versus oh. that daytime, which is new. For Mario, for New Super Mario Bros. Revolutionary. I know. And lastly, about Mario, and then I can go on to real news. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about the name of the giant Boo? So um, Nintendo, I think this is supposed to be a joke. No, I, I, I thought it was Ugly Boo. 
No, there's this huge boo. Nothing. I thought it was just... I know, I'm just saying, there's this huge boo. He fills up the screen, and Nintendo, with their infinite cleverness, is calling him Boohemoth. Get it? Oh, see what they did there? Yeah, he's a behemoth Boohemoth. Yeah. Boo wow. Boohemoth. But yeah, they made that point in the interview. And I want to ask, like, we have a boo named Boohemoth. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to throw that in because it's so odd. Oh. It's so Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, he's the only new character I think I've seen. Is he even new? Isn't there a giant boo in other games? I mean, oh. there's King Boo in Luigi's Mansion. But, no, but, but, he's, but he's not super mega big. You're thinking of Boolossus? Yeah. That's almost as good of a pun. Boolossus, yeah. Boolossus? Yeah, he's a colossus. Which one's he from? Um, Luigi's Mansion. He's a super uh, giant boo that's made up of like a bajillion little boos, which I thought would have been... But see, see, oh, that would be cool on New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, too. like if they just like go together and make... And, them... and make a and I mean, make a Megazord boo. I mean, Super, I mean, New Super Mario Bros. 2 is already reusing so many things. Why not just reuse yeah. that one extra thing? Like, yeah. I, I guess ones are like, oh, I feel guilty if like er- nothing's new. Let's just make one new character. Yeah. Oh, I'll give them no. There's also they have coin rush mode. That's new. No, but it's just a game with more coins. I know. Oh, I'll, I'll give them that. They do have um, uh, dry piranha plants. I'm assuming is what they're called. Like dry bones piranha plants. Yeah. Skeletor piranha plants. Yeah. They they learned how to texture swap so <laughs> further than just changing the color. Yes. Yes. But enough about Mario for now. We will obviously go in depth. Oh no, I take that back. One more thing I completely forgot. Liar. I'm sorry. Uh, Nintendo's pushing digital for Mario a lot. In fact, in Japan, I, I heard somewhere that uh, the eShop went down when it launched. It launched this past this weekend, and Ooh. it went down. Can't support that many people. Apparently, it was huge because what they're doing is in all over the world, they're giving you more Club Nintendo points. Mamma mia! No. Yeah, I'm sorry. <sighs> I, I'm sorry. Wow. Keep going. Wow, can we just stop the podcast for a minute and discuss that you just said Mamma Mia? You know what? You could just say no and I'll keep going. No, no, let's just keep going. Just ignore it. All right. It never it, happened. It did happen. People can rewind. Well. And don't edit it out. You're making them live through this moment. I know, I know. I'm making it worse. Uh, so yeah, they are doing, they're going to give, if you buy the retail game, you get 50 coins on Club Nintendo, which is, you know, a little more than average, I think, for a 3DS game. And then if you get, as a download, you get 100 coins. Ooh. So they're really pushing the download. I might and do that. I'm getting it as retail. I like having physical options. Well, only because I, my brother's going to get right, a physical right. and I'll get the download so you can have... Perfect. Yeah, work yeah. out. Or, See, I don't, or have a, I don't have a sibling that I can do that with. What? So, and I don't want to buy both, so... What to your siblings? I don't have a... Si- <laughs> what? <laughs> I never had siblings. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they all got lost at sea when I was seven. They went They went to the Caribbean through the Bermuda Triangle. I don't even know if that geography is right. I think that's right. And they, uh, and they never heard from them again. All eight of them oh. are gone. So 100 coins, that's actually a lot, though. Yeah, it is. 100 coins, you can... That's like 20... That's like a free game if, download. If that's a free game download. I know, like, since on... Since the 3DS XL is coming out the same month, since yep. I'm most likely going to get it, like, both the same day, that's 300. Like, yeah. that, that's already, like... That's gold class. status. Yeah, that's... Gold yeah. status. Or no, yeah, gold. Yeah. Or Any, platinum if you're already gold. Or, exactly. Also, to further push their digital offerings, uh, Nintendo's also launching what they call the Month of Mario promotion... They're going to have a, down, a sale on one Mario Virtual Console game per week on the eShop starting this week, or this past week, this week, with uh, Super Mario Bros. That'll last till August 1st, which is, you know, middle of this coming week. Then they have Mario, and Mario Bros. will be discounted to $4. Then they'll have Mario Land uh, the following week, which is the 2nd through the 9th, for $3. Mario Land 2 for $3 on the 9th to the 15th of August. 
that I want to buy. I haven't gotten around to buying it. I know I said way back, like, in the episodes in February that I was going to download it, but I never got around to it. So now I will, because I'm going to save monies. Probably like a buck only, but still. And Mario Pacross, which was already on sale as a game of the weekend, like, a week ago, will be on sale again uh, right around launch weekend, the 16th. When the party ran out of Mario games. They did. Games. They did. <laughs> but the 16th to the 27th, or sorry, 22nd, and that will also be $3. They might as well just put Mario Land 2... Super Mario Land 3, Mario Land, even though it's Mario. But. Yeah, but that's gonna, it's going to sell well without it, and, so, and it just came out. These are yeah. all older. Not but either. the reason I brought this up and felt the need to list all of them out loud was because it's kind of nice to see Nintendo getting how digital downloads work and doing promotions and doing sales. Game of the Weekend, they've been doing for like a month, and I think they just wrapped that. Now they're doing Mario, month of Mario. I imagine they're going to keep doing stuff like this. It'd be yeah, nice if the discount. becoming the new theme. Maybe they be nice have a though, and then they're gonna be like each game likes for ten cents and buy the book. Well, they eight bit summer. That wasn't a discount program, but it's kind of the same concept. Yeah. And where they just promoted things I for mean, the just summer. Just not ridiculously chopped. Yeah. I mean, yeah. crazy. But yeah, I really yeah. I was gonna say I can't see them doing like eighty percent off like Steam sometimes does. But you know, it would be EA nice if they did more than like a dollar off, like maybe two bucks, fifty yeah. percent off. I mean, they're already kind of cheap as it is. Most Nintendo. No, mo- like, oh, like, like Nintendo as a company, right? Because we're talking like games that at most are like five, six dollars, and in Steam they're like maybe forty to fifty. That's bucks. very true. That's very true. But in the world of smartphone games, which are a buck each or free, but they're not Mario. I know, but it's just no, yeah. I know. But it, the average consumer is gonna get a 3DS and go, "Oh, I want to download Angry Birds or whatever," or cut the rope. How much is cut the rope on DSi? Like six, seven. Or something? Yeah, it's one dollar on iPhone, right. and it looks better on iPhone because of the higher. Screen well, isn't it the same thing with Angry Birds? They're coming out with Angry Birds Trilogy for the 3DS, that's insane, and that's like 40 way. bucks. 30 bucks for the 3DS one. Oh, well, even then. Yeah. I mean, I guess you get the 3D effect. Yeah, is it? And Street Pass. It has Street Pass. I don't oh. know how. But those are and animated backgrounds. All for $29 more. Wow. No, wait, $27 more because there's three games in there. Not including Angry Birds Space, which is weird. They should have put that instead of Seasons, probably. Personally. Yeah. But Space is too new still. They didn't want to compile it yet, I'm guessing. Or just charge forty and put. It, I mean, it's only a isn't that only a buck two? Also? Yeah, it is. What the? I don't get. No sense. Because <laughs> Activision's the one publishing it, and Activision's greedy, essentially. Wow, they're gonna. I hope that's not DLC or something. No, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be Angry Birds Trilogy Two Plus One <laughs> Edition. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, back to real news because there is real news. Uh, so the 3DS. We've talked about this in the last couple episodes. The 3D aspect, like with the 3DS XL, we mentioned how the 3D thing doesn't glow and whatnot. The little indicator doesn't glow. Nintendo's de-emphasizing 3D, as we've noticed. But, according to Nintendo President Satoru Iwata, they're not getting rid of 3D. He basically, he gave a quote where he basically was saying that, um, you know, the 3D effect's there, it looks good. Uh, The thing is, you get used to it, and then, as he put it, uh, the effect isn't going to keep people excited like it's just gonna become part of the course which has on- honestly already happened when i open my 3ds it's rare that i go whoa check out that 3d <laughs> it's more like oh it's in 3d but when it's gone like but you want to keep it on though. yeah you want to keep it on but when it's when honestly there have been times i forgot it wasn't in 3d <laughs> anymore like it like in my pocket or something it slid into 2d and then i opened it and i was playing for a while i'm like wait a minute it's in 2d and then i you know turned it back up but um i find it interesting that he's saying that he they entire recognizes that one it's not a huge selling point and two, it's not going to have a lasting effect where everyone, the second they open it, will go, Whoa, look at that! It's 3D! So as he explained, um, here's his quote. I'll just, I'll just read it. It's nice to have good graphics, 
but not necessarily on their own. So I don't think we'll present 3D graphics as one of the key features on our consoles, but we'll probably stick with 3D as one of the minor elements of our consoles in the future. In other words, they acknowledge that it's not a wow factor, but it's kind of like how they kept Rumble in, or how they kept a control stick. Like, it's just, you know, it's there. It's part of it. It's part of the feature set, but it's not a selling point. And I think they're already addressing that idea of it not being a selling point with the 3DS and what XL and whatnot, where the 3D indicator doesn't even light up. Like, it's not even a big deal if it's a 3D. I don't know, when we were there, people couldn't even find it. I mean, that... Yeah, that yeah, you told the... the story last episode about the, what was it, two guys? Who... Yeah, like, they never played a DS, a 3DS before, yeah. so they didn't even know where the indicator was, just because before it's so in your face, it's like... Right, and now it's kind of subdued, because I think that fits in where it's like, it's a feature that's there, but it's not a necessity. And yeah. Nintendo, or not, not a necessity, it's not a highlight, because people are used to it, or don't care. I mean, I've been seeing some unboxings of the 3DS XL, because that went out to the press these past few days. Where, like, in the unboxing, you're like, oh, and here's the 3D indicator. And the nice thing is it clicks when you put it on 2D. I'm sure most of you will just leave it like that. Like, they acknowledge that it's going to, you know, people are not necessarily... Either they like 3D and they leave it on, or they turn it off completely. But there's not really anyone that's like, how's this looking 3D? Oh, it looks cool. Oh, back to 2D. Now it looks flat. Oh, 3D looks cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it seems like 3D in general has kind of died down a bit. In it has. Way. The TV thing was a bust. 3D TVs were a bust. I but... mean, like, in, like the last couple times I've been to the movies, I'm, I haven't seen a trailer that's like, in 3D. It died down. They milked it too much. And the thing yeah. is, Nintendo hopped on the bandwagon not realizing it was being milked without any actual, like, sales to back it. Which is partly why the 3DS probably didn't do as well when it started, besides price point. Because oh. people were like, okay, it's 3D. What's your point? Like, we thought it was cool. All the people that played it understood it, but a lot of people are just like, oh, so it's like Avatar, but without glasses? Why don't I just keep playing my regular DS? Like, they didn't understand the difference. Yeah. yeah. But, so that's Iwata saying they're de-emphasizing 3D, and I think it's definitely an interesting point. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they replace it with in the next 3DS equivalent, which is obviously way off, because well, they haven't I mean, even launched just, the XL. I mean, he did say feature consoles. So, I, mean, I think he meant handhelds, because consoles are required. Well, well yeah, handhelds, so, I mean, it'll probably still be there. But... Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying I wonder what the next hook will be. Because Nintendo can never just have a system that does games anymore. Wii U is about motion, 3DS is about 3D, DS is about touchscreen, Wii U it's about the tablet. You said Wii U twice. No, I said Wii, it's about motion. No, the first, yeah, you said Wii U is about motion. Oh, sorry, Wii is about motion, Wii U is about the interact, motion plus dual screen. They all have a hook, something unique, some sort of almost gimmick. To, you know, make it more than... Make it novel. Make it mm. not a novelty. So what's the next DS? I mean, obviously they're not going to be... Maybe a helmet? smell vision 4D. Or time travel, 4D. Oh. That's my guess. That'd be interesting if they could pull it off. They can't. Wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo's the first one to do it. That's true. They are the first at stuff. Time travel brought to you by the Nintendo 4DS. Nintendo, didn't they bring, like, the first conventional touchscreen, basically? The first commonly used touchscreen, yeah. yeah. In terms of, for, like, consumer gaming use, yeah, definitely. And they also had the first rumble pack, the first control stick, the first motion controls in the sense of the Wiimote. Uh, like motion, Wiimote style motion. Yeah. Um, actually, they even had motion going back to Kirby Tilt and Tumble on the Game Boy Color. They had a motion sensor in the cartridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. They've always been experimenting. I mean, 3D virtual boys, they've always yeah, tried it. They're all, yeah, and the funny thing is you can see when Nintendo tries something that doesn't work, and I've said this many times before on the podcast, they will try again way down the road. 3D worked on the GameCube. They had Mario Kart Double Dash in 3D. Internally. Oh, wow. uh, Rumble Pack. Or, well, online play. They had the... What was it called? I forgot what it's called. In Japan, they had something for Super Nintendo. Like Satellite Vision or something like that. Oh, wow. You could download stuff to a special version of A Link to the Past. It was like... Yeah, they like they keep recycling their ideas till they work. 3D, Virtual Boy, and then obviously 3DS. Mm-hmm. It's very cyclical. Anyway. 
Last news before we get to your que- last bit of news before. Sorry, I lied. Second to last bit of news before we get to your guys' questions is uh, Crisis Three. Crisis, generally speaking, is a very graphically intense, cool-looking game. Yeah, sometimes used as the bar for what your computer can do. Pretty much. And Crisis 3 may, maybe, probably not, but may be coming to the Wii U, which says a lot about the power of the Wii U. Uh, uh, Crytek producer Mike Reed was telling ComputerAndVideoGames.com, or CVG as I think they used to go by, that there's a possibility of Crisis 3 coming to the Wii U. It wouldn't be at launch, but they're not ruling it out, which is kind of like, okay, whatever, he's basically... Deferring the question, but uh, yeah, especially because like, oh, I missed Crisis One and Two, I'm going to be so lost. Not necessarily. I, they might. How tied together are their stories? I, don't even I have know. no idea. I feel like they're not that tied together because they're on a different place. Are Crisis they? One was in like the jungle, and Crisis wasn't it? And I Crisis, Crisis Three is in the jungle, right? But Crisis Two is in New York, so they're aren't somewhat they are in New York. Crisis what? Aren't they all like in a city? No, I thought Crisis One was in the jungle. I have no idea. Whatever. Point I know being, Crisis uses a bow and arrow because every game has to have a bow and arrow. That's the new thing, thanks to the Hunger Games bow and arrow. Uh, crossbow. I thought it was because of, um... And Walking Dead. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's had forever, though. Oh, Cro- yeah, well, yeah, sure. It all ties together. Crossbows oh, no, no. are in, regardless of who started it. Brave. Brave. Brave, yeah, and Tomb then... Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point I was getting at with him, so regardless of if they bring over Crisis 3, the more interesting thing is he confirmed they're working with Nintendo. He said he can't. Oh, they do have something. He can't. He said they. That's all I can say on that front is that they're working with Nintendo, but they're working with Nintendo, and these guys make a crazy graphics engine, the Cry Engine, I believe that's what it's called. So graphics you'll cry over. Yep. yep. That's almost as bad as Mamma Mia. Yes, I brought it back <laughs> up. So um, I don't know what they have planned, but the fact that they're working with Nintendo, not working on something for the Wii U, but working with Nintendo bodes very well for the Wii U. Oh. I think. I think it's very cool that they're. That they're uh, bringing something to it if they do. Let me rephrase. Even if I mean, if it's not Crisis Three, it's just the concept of them. They're obviously building the engine. I mean, it's not like it'd be a crisis if they didn't bring it over. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! (laughs) All right, I'm done. You're good. Everyone, by now, okay. There's a three pun policy that I imagine most of our listeners have. If they hear three puns, they just turn it off. We have no one listening anymore, thanks to you. Which really means a two-pun policy, because usually our titles are puns. The episode title. Oh, my bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, last bit of news. We're going to go to this really quick, because it's just financial, but it's kind of oh, interesting okay. so stuff. So basically, Jason Sales Corner. Yeah, but Nintendo released... Sort of. Nintendo released their financials. It's I guess, sure. Jason Sales Corner Special Financials Report Edition. <laughs> Nintendo announced their first quarter sales, which is April 1st to June 30th. Their financials for the whole quarter. So the company... See, this... this when everyone says, oh, Nintendo's doomed, Nintendo's not doomed, these, this is what they based it off of. So it's kind of worth mentioning. Uh, the, they, they did suffer another operating loss of 10.3 billion yen. That's roughly $132 million, for those of you who didn't whip out a currency converter. Um, that's actually less than this time last year, first quarter of 2011. So they lost, like, over $260 million? Yeah. <laughs> last year, they lost, you right for this? Thirty-seven point seven billion. This year they lost ten point three billion. It's a pretty big difference. It's still a loss, but like thirty-seven point seven to ten point three is a huge drop. Wow. So, yeah. Three DS sales were double. Keep in mind they were double the year. They were double for the. Okay, let me rephrase. Last quarter, first quarter of two thousand eleven, they sold seven hundred ten thousand units. That's basically 
from the February launch of the 3DS up through the U.S. launch, ending right after the first week. And this year, they sold 1.83, 1.83 million, going from January for or April first to. Hold on, sorry, <laughs> I just totally botched that. Okay, restarting, hit the reset. I, I got it wrong in my head. Uh, the 710,000 were from the second week of the launch in the U.S. onward through June 30th. So that lull, the the downturn of the 3DS. By comparison, so that threw away the first three months of it on the market. By compare last year. 710,000. This year, by comparison, in that same three-month span, they sold 1.83 million. That's roughly double. So, that's nice. 3DS is doing better. Yeah. Yep. More people have them. More people to see pass list. Exactly. I mean, we experienced that at Comic-Con. It was crazy. Yep. Also, unsurprisingly, with the Wii U about to come out, uh, Wii sales are down. 1.56 million from last from this quarter last year to only 710,000. People are still buying it? Funny story, it's actually sold out online on a lot of retailers right now. Wow. I wonder if Nintendo's curbing production or if people are just rushing to get it for some reason that we don't know. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a bunch of people that... For, this, for like the summer. That always get like the previous system right before another system's going to come out for some reason. But it's not like there's a price they drop like recently. Stay, it's still 150 stay a generation behind. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that pride themselves in being a generation <laughs> behind. And also DS sales were down. Everything was down. Except the 3DS. Okay, so Wii and DS were down. Um, DS sales were down from 1.44 million this time last year to only 540,000. And this means all DSs combined, right? DS, DS Lite, DSi. Or, well, all that they sell is DSi and DSi XL. Mm. But yeah, 540,000 from 1.44 million. But that makes sense because the 3DS has picked up and probably filled the void of that number difference. Mm. So lastly, and then we'll get to the part that everyone's probably been dying to hear. Uh, literally dying for, like starving for this information. Lastly, um, as of July 25th, the 3DS is now being sold at profit, and that will continue with the 3DS Excel. So Nintendo will probably turn around their uh, bad financials pretty quickly because now everything's being sold for profit. And lifetime hardware sales, so there are actually two last things, sorry. Uh, the 3DS sits at 19 million worldwide. DS at, ready for this, 152.05 million worldwide. 150. Half the population of the U.S. owns one, if you look globally. Wow. Yeah. And the Wii came in at 96.56 million. Very close to 100 million. I'm pretty sure it'll hit 100 million before uh, the Wii U comes out. So that's a nice milestone to go out on. Yeah. Not that many consoles hit that milestone at all. And that... So if it's on a Nintendo console, it probably hasn't hit that milestone. Well, the PS2 No, PS2. PS2 is higher than uh, yeah, the DS, I think. Yeah. Like, I PS2 is like over 160-something million. And the, and the DS is currently at 150... What did I say? 152? Yeah, I remember the PS2 was selling like crazy even after way mm-hmm. after the PS3 came out. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It'll be interesting to see if the DS can ultimately top the PS2, but I have a feeling it won't, considering how big the drop was this past, you know, this past quarter. Uh, but only time will tell. It will. And now... Your I feel questions like we have a answered. Your, yes, exactly. We are jumping... The rest of this podcast, we're not doing what we're playing this week because we have a lot of questions to go through, so the rest of our episode is dedicated to your questions that you submitted to episode 20. First of all, thank you to everyone who submitted a question. There's actually some really good ones in there. And we appreciate it, and we appreciate you listening. And stay tuned for the announcement of the winners of the swag giveaway first. Let's power through these questions, shall we, sir? All right. I guess we'll start with Dustin, who asked, I heard Resident Evil Mercenaries was at Comic-Con. What are the controls like on the 3DS XL? First of all, uh, Dustin, 
Sorry, but actually Resident Evil Mercenaries was not at Comic-Con this year. It was there last year because they were promoting the game as it came out the same month. But this year, at least we didn't see it in Nintendo's 3DS booth area, did we? I didn't see it. Um, nope. No. I don't think it was there. Yeah, not even Revelation. Dude. No, I don't think they had any Resident Evil. So, um, while we can't tell you specifically about Mercenaries, what we can do is we can tell you a bit about the 3DS XL's controls itself and then kind of extrapolate our impressions of other games onto Resident Evil. Because we know the thing, the thing with Resident Evil, from what I've heard, with Mercenaries, and less so, but also with Revelations, was, and Kid Icarus, and a few other games, is people got hand cramps after a while. I know I experienced that with uh, Icarus a bit. But, so I, I'm guessing where you're going with this question, and I'd say correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no way to do that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I'm guessing where you're going with this is, is it comfortable to play? Does it feel good? Is it still hand cramping or anything? No, it's not hand cramping. Yes, it feels good. Yes, it's comfortable. And in terms of what the controls are like on the 3DS XL, uh, basically, grab your 3DS, put it in your hands, and then kind of enlarge everything. The proportions are exactly not quite... The proportions of, like, the buttons to the edge of the system and whatnot are pretty much the same. It's just at a bigger scale. Everything so, feels familiar. You don't, everything you, feels familiar. It feels real, natural. Yeah, there's, like, no real adjustment period. Yeah, they curved the corners of the system, so when you hold it, it doesn't dig into your palm after a while, which was part of what caused the cramping, because you'd have to, like, claw the system almost, and then be digging into you as you play. It's way more comfortable to hold in that regard. Uh, the buttons are slightly bigger. L and R got redesigned a bit. Uh, start, select, home. They are not buttons under a layer of plastic anymore to now three individual buttons and oddly when you click the if you go to your 3ds and click the can i swipe a three your 3ds here give me give me my 3ds yeah you don't yeah you don't i don't want to take your mine. yeah jose's 3ds was signed by charles martinet voice tomorrow but if you click if you click the 3ds that was him opening it that was me opening it that's me going to the menu if you click the button thanks mario mario said let's play if you click the button there's a noticeable clicking sound uh, I hope the mic picked that up. If you keep it back, thank you. If you um, if you click the buttons on the new 3ds XL, they definitely click. Like they're actual buttons, but they don't really have that click sound. They just kind of mush in. But they feel tactile in terms of like tactile feel. I actually prefer because you're actually pressing something in. So that's really the biggest difference are those three buttons. Circle pads identical. They haven't changed anything. Uh, like, well, I mean, it's the exact same size, exact same spot. No, oh yeah, but I mean, yeah. It's so it doesn't have that little ridge around it. Oh, that's it. right. You noticed that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't have like this sharp ridge around it. So when you're playing it, it it's a little. Your thumb can actually. It, it feels smoother. It's yeah. Smoother. Well, how it was with the 3ds? If kind of 3ds again. <laughs> Everyone picturing a 3ds being passed back and forth. How it was with the original 3ds is there's a little groove that your thumb kind of fits into within the circle pad, like the the edge of the circle pad's a rim that's I don't know maybe like half a centimeter taller or something yeah with the 3ds xl that ridge like, is basically gone well it's like tapered off it's yeah it's not off. it's not it's not like a sharp ridge it's like a gradual curve in so it's a little more comfortable yeah i, I completely forgot about that um but yeah overall the system is extremely comfortable i didn't experience any hand cramps and i tried old and new games uh you know mario 2 new mario bros 2 luigi's mansion dark moon plus mario 3d plus even ar cards i mario tried those kart. out mario kart all of them felt Lego Batman 2. All of them felt, you know, definitely the system was more comfortable. The games felt the same when you play them in terms of the control layout and how it feels. Um, yeah, it's a very comfortable system. I think if you want to play Mercenaries on it, you will be able to without any issue whatsoever. I mean, considering like we didn't, I mean, I know it's a little different than Revelations, but yeah. we didn't really have any issues when playing that game. So playing on the XL would just be... Right, especially I feel like a hand cramp thing would be if you have bigger hands. 
and the 3DS XL is definitely more comfortable for any size hand, I'd say. So, yeah. so you should be fine. I mean, Nintendo's putting out uh, demo units of it sometime in August, most likely. So, you can always go try it for yourself, which I know negates the whole point of our Q and A. But the point <laughs> being, the point being, it um, it's really gonna boil down to personal preference, I think. And from what we experienced, and when we were talking with Nigel and Elvis, who were our friends that we brought on the last episode, they felt the same way. That it, it felt great. It definitely was more comfortable than 3DS. Definitely. So hopefully that helps with your question. Uh, I know we, we unfortunately didn't have mercenaries to try specifically, but I, I hope that satisfies you, Dustin. Next question, shall we? All right. This is from another D person. Oh. Danny. Danny. From just Dustin to Danny. So he asked, so did you prefer the new control style on the Wii U? Well, that's actually a very good question, because it kind of, it's hard to say, because they didn't have like a game that you could sit and play both control. Actually, they did. I take that back. Zombie. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why like, I mean, for prefer, I would say the controller works like, It depends really well on the game. game. Like, it yeah. depends on... I think it's different more... You can't... I don't think you can necessarily say one's better than the other. They're different based on... And they work when the experiences... Uh, the gameplay experiences are tailored to the respective controllers. So if you're playing with a Wiimote nunchuck for, say... Pikmin 3, that'll work one way. Then if you're playing with uh, the controller pro in multiplayer and zombie U, or pro controller or whatever they call it, then if you're playing with the Wii U gamepad for, say, Nintendo Land or... Nintendo Land. <laughs> or, like, Batman. But um, what I will say, in my opinion, is that it is really nice to have a fully featured controller again. The Wii U, the Wiimote on, for the Wii, the original Wii controller, definitely, it definitely felt like Almost lacking compared to a standard controller because I mean, it, it had all the buttons. If you plug it in, was just missing a, a it was missing a, a left it, shoulder button. It was missing a shoulder button and a stick. I know the motion can be like the stick. Well, I mean, the nunchuck, but, but no, a second stick, a left stick. He had a right oh, stick. Or, I see. It only had one stick, depending on which way you held the Wiimote nunchuck. Yeah. Like for me, because I'm a lefty, I held Wiimote yeah. in the left hand. Which is funny how like, they handled right. that in Richard Prime because like, you didn't need a second stick because you were aiming, aiming with, with the. Yeah, but right. sometimes it felt like sometimes I was kind of like you know it'd be easier if I had a stick. Like, I love the Wii, but oh. I, a couple of times I was just kind of like, you know, some of this motion, like, I don't even, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but there are a couple instances. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I played to that game and I thought... No, not for Metroid, I mean generally. Speaking. Oh, well, I don't know, because, I mean, for going back to Revelations, I thought, like, the using the gyro instead of the stick was much better than using a stick. That's true. I don't know. I found more cases where I didn't have to use a second stick to aim was better. Right, right. But that's it. I just feel like it was easier for me, for example, to play Call of Duty with a like three three sixty or PS three controller than a FPS, excluding Metroid, which was built for for the Wii mode. Oh, that's true. Call of Duty on the Wii U was kind of You mean the Wii. The Wii. There is no Call of Duty on the Wii U yet. Right. Or not announced yet. Well, yeah, Call of Duty three on the Wii. No, it was yeah. Yeah, it was weird, right? Because it was like they tried to take a control stick and map it to a motion, which is like, it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. When it's built from ground up, it's I mean, wonderful. It worked, but, but, mm. but yeah, point being, going back to what I say, uh, it's nice to have a fully featured controller again that's more than the Wiimote. And it's really not necessarily better or worse for like a typical game. I mean, we kind of said this based on context. Like when, when I was playing Zombie U, uh, in multiplayer, when I was the zombie hunter or whatever they're called, use a controller pro, which is a pro controller or whatever it's called, which is essentially an Xbox 360 controller with the sticks switched around. But, um, you know, that felt fine for the shooting. And then when I used the, the Wii U gamepad for the single player, that felt perfectly fine too. It made sense because the button layouts, the standard button layout just has a screen in the middle. So instead of putting your hands maybe three, six inches apart, you're putting them like a foot apart. Yeah, I mean, which is fun, or not even a foot, a foot's way too long. Like, 
Yeah, well, you know. honestly, like, when you're holding the Wii U gamepad, it, it doesn't it, really feel that much different than holding any controller. No, the only difference is you have a screen in the middle. Yeah, like, it feels like almost exactly the same. You have, like, the really big, like, grips on the side. All the buttons are there. You have all the buttons. You have two sets of uh, shoulder button, shoulder pad buttons. And they click. like it, They click, and they have, like, finger grooves on one of them on the lower triggers, like the Z buttons. Yeah, and it's really comfy. Like, it is. They com- have a, they have a, like, almost as comfy as the GameCube controller. Yeah, which, but, actually, that's a question we'll get to later. But, uh, yeah, someone asked about GameCube. Um... But yeah, I'd say, and one other thing though is, uh, it has this nice little ledge on the back of it. I don't even know how better to describe it. It's literally a ledge. So when you put, when you're holding it, you rest your index fingers on the top of this ledge. Like your hand curls behind it, index fingers on top, rest of the hand under a ledge. It actually balances the weight really well. Honestly, without looking down, it'd feel like you're playing a PS3 or a 360, just with a slightly elongated controller. Doesn't feel awkward at all. Feels extremely comfortable. So it really boils down, like I was saying, it really boils down to just the gameplay. And if it uses the controller in a way that you need more than just standard yeah, controller. Yeah, and I could see it. I mean, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't use it. I mean, it has all the buttons there. Yeah. Every game could use it and just not bother with it. Exactly. I mean, Zombie U... I mean, I guess if it comes down to money and they don't want to have to program anything on the screen, they could just use the classic controller pro. Yeah, and the, but... thing, the thing is with Zombie U, for example, when I was playing using the gamepad, like the first-person shooter, the single-player stuff, it just felt like a first-person shooter. I wasn't going, huh... This feels weird. It's a bigger controller. It just I just picked it up and played it like I would a PS3 controller or an Xbox 360 controller. It's really... Like, it's not necessarily... Yeah. Well, now we're talking more about the controller than the control style, which was his original question. Well, that's the style. Just, well, or it, does he mean... The way it looks doesn't... The way... The does, way it doesn't reflect on how it The way feels. it looks <laughs> and the way it functions in terms of the button layout and whatnot is perfect. In terms of the touchscreen and how that's utilized, that's a whole other question that could be in there. We should probably talk both. He, like, in terms of the control style of, like, oh, you're using one screen and interacting with a second screen, it really is just a giant DS. Yeah. Sort of. It depends on the game. When you're doing Zombie U, where your inventory's on the lower screen, when you're doing Batman, when your inventory's on the lower screen, when you're doing Mario, and you're placing blocks on the lower screen, then it feels like the DS. When you do Nintendo Land... Well, even those could still be replicated. When you do the Ninja Star minigame in Nintendo... Go ahead. Well, there are mini games like on the Super Mario 64, or you're flinging stuff from the bottom to the top screen. That's true. That's but the like... difference is you're combining motion with touch oh, with yeah. the Wii U. Oh, that's and that's right. what I was going to say, is when they use it for motion plus touch, then it gets more interesting. And then there's in- very interesting potential. Um, really, only a few games showed that. Like the Throne Star game in Nintendo yeah, Land. crazy how, like, how many different ways you... Yeah, yeah. You, it, it measures how fast you flick. It measures the angle you tilt the controller when you're flicking. It does all and that. Both ways, and, like, for yeah. This, like, hold, yeah. Yeah, up and down and left and right and, like, lateral turns. Like, it, it, it's interesting. It's very interesting. And I don't know. It's hard to say if that's a better play style. It's more in, tune, it's more in line with the Wii than with, like, the GameCube, for example. But it's basically as if they took the, Wii, they took the DS and made a Wii controller. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. They took the concept of the DS, cut off the lower half, and made it a separate controller, and put the top half on the TV. I mean, like Nintendo always kind of hinted at wanting to do this with the mm-hmm. with the Game Boy Advance Link cable to the GameCube. That's what I was saying earlier. And they reuse the same ideas. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's, that's, that's they do it till they get right. fleshed out. Literally, yeah, with motion. And yeah, yeah it, wor- it works really well. And it's definitely I don't know if it's a better playstyle, a worse playstyle, a worse type of game, a better type of game. But it's fun. Yeah, it's different. And honestly, and honestly, I'm perfectly fine with a system that has four different types of gameplay all under one roof. I'm cool with the casual Nintendo Land. You flick with you, you know, you use motion with the touchscreen and whatnot. I'm cool with having something like Zombie U, where you can either use a pro controller or a giant tablet controller that feels super comfortable. Whatever it is, however they combine the different inputs, I it's fine. I don't think one's necessarily worse or better than the other. It's just 
different. Nope. So I hope I don't know what which part of that answer you actually wanted to hear, Danny. But I hope whatever it was, I hope we got to it. And if not, you can write us an angry message on the comment section, and we'll profusely apologize and cry ourselves to sleep for the next week. Next question. <laughs> um, well, Stephen asked. Oh, you skipped Blaine. Don't skip Blaine. Oh, How could you skip Blaine? Oh. The guy's name is Blaine. You I'm, can't skip I'm an awesome sorry. name. Like I'm Blaine. sorry. I'm Stephen, sorry. Stephen, your name. Actually, everyone's name is great. No, no name. No name bias here, but Blaine's a cool name. All right, I'm sorry, Blaine. But he so, asked, yeah. did they change any of the controls on the XL? How did it feel compared to the Wii U? Okay, first half of did they change the controls. I think we touched on this when we were talking, when we were answering Dustin's question about the button inputs and whatnot. Yeah. Only thing they changed are the look and feel of the buttons. The actual inputs are oh, no different. Yeah, they're all identical. Yeah, well, they're all identical. They're I, mean, all... I, I mean, I wouldn't consider this an input, but it did change where the stylus goes and that. That's is... true. It goes in the side now. All of the 3D, all of the DSi, and yeah. not like the 3D. Yeah, honestly, the 3DS's stylus location is awkward. Like, if you have the system open, you have to reach behind the screen, and like, it doesn't make sense. It makes more sense to be yeah, on the side. Yeah, you kind of guess where it is. It's also not telescoping anymore. It's just a standard piece of plastic. Yeah. It can't extend. Um, never needed to. No, yeah. not really. But touchscreen's exactly the same technology. It's still capacitive or resistive or whichever the worst one is. <laughs> the one that requires a stylus more. It's that one. Uh, yeah, but in terms of, for the second half of your question, uh, Blaine, with the awesome name, you asked us how does it feel compared to the Wii U. You know, it's funny. Nintendo, in my opinion, they always kind of match their systems when they're launching a new system. Game Boy Advance, the original, went really well with GameCube. Same color purple. Same type of... It just looked like they were companion systems. When the DS Lite was launched, the Wii, when it came out a few months later, the two of them matched. DS Lite and the... In fact, if you look at a Wiimote and you take out a DS Lite, they have the exact same buttons, exact same D-pad, exact same shade of white, exact same font color on the D-pad and the button. Like, even on the D-pad where they have those little four lines they draw on, in like, oh. in like gray, on the white Wiimote, exact yeah, same gray like, lines on the white DS Lite. And they use like lowercase letters. Yep. It's exactly the same. And they always do that. They try and match them because it's much like Apple does where their products have a unified look. It's like, here's what Nintendo looks like at the moment. This is the current look of Nintendo. So with the 3DS and the uh, with the 3DS XL and the Wii U, naturally they're doing that again in which both of them have very curved bodies. Both of them have a mat, kind of a mattish feel where the actual game stuff is. Like well, the, Wii, the, Wii, the Wii U, the Wii U shiny, yeah. but the buttons themselves don't have. Yeah, that. the whole back of it is matte. The, the whole back is matte, very similar to the 3DS. The the, the D pad is matte, obviously. Uh, the only difference is really the control sticks versus the circle pad, and obviously the giant touchscreen in the middle, which is a toy, which is sixteen nine aspect ratio, while uh, the 3DS is is the four by three of 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 old. Um, yeah, so I'd say. I'd say they're pretty similar. Uh, in terms of feel, they're both quite... We, we already said they're both really comfortable. Yeah. So really, they feel... They do They do feel different in your but hand. But when it's comfy as, like, a... I guess a portable handheld go... Like, the, the, 3D, the 3DS's goes. But, I mean, the Wii U gamepad feels more like a controller. It does. Yeah, the 3DS is obviously a 3DS. But... And the, yeah. and the Wii U gamepad doesn't feel like it's half a 3DS. It feels like it's a fully featured normal controller. Uh, I will say, though, that... The thing... Oh, such a thought. It'll come back to me. Do you have any other comments uh, on this? No, I think... I think uh, in think. terms of comparison? Oh, yeah. The, I guess the one difference is we mentioned that extra grip that the Wii U has, which is to help balance the weight. 3DS doesn't have that, but the way the weight is balanced within the system 
Well, the, the XL, batteries in the middle. No. Yeah, the batteries in the middle to distribute weight more evenly. So with the XL, you don't actually need that extra grip in the back or anything. So that's the most noticeable. Uh, in terms of how it looks, that's the most noticeable difference in terms of, like, design choices. But, yeah, it's mostly the same. It's, you know, they're both very comfortable. They're both very unified in appearance. They're very Nintendo. They're the current-looking Nintendo. Rounded corners. Yeah. So, hopefully that helps Blaine with the awesome name. Yeah. Now we can get to Steven. Good old Steven. Which asked. Who asked? <laughs> Which asked. He's a person, you know. He's not just a name on a piece of paper. He is a person with feelings. Oh, fuck. Well, okay. no, no, I'm <laughs> to two people already. You're just screwing this whole thing up. Anyway, go ahead. All right, anyway, um, Steve, I was going to say Stefan. Steven. Oh, yeah. Well, he if, asked, if only his name was Stefan, then it could be that awesome uh, SNL character. Well, he asked, anyway. what, previous, what previous handheld Nintendo console would you most compare the 3DS XL to? Do you want to answer that? Um, I, see, I feel like I've been jumping in too quickly. Um, definitely the DSi XL. Yeah. They feel almost identical. Every yeah, way. really, it's the same size, it's the same matte opposed to glossy, although they used a different painting process for the 3DS XL. Yeah, but if you want to get a good feel for it, just go... Go grab a 3D... A, three, a DSi <laughs> XL. <laughs> Thank you. And that's just for the way it feels. I mean, obviously, the screens are yeah, the, the Literally, I think the difference in thickness is, like, in millimeters. Like, 0.1 millimeter or something. Like, they are practically the same build. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, DSi XL for sure. It's, um... Yeah, I think we kind of covered that. That's pretty yeah. simple. It, it definitely, it's really, if you grab a DS Lite or a DSi and then you grab a 3DS, uh, if you grab a DSi and a DSi XL and then you grab a 3DS and a 3DS XL, the way they upgraded and upscaled them is pretty much the same. It really, the the 3DS XL is basically they took a DSi and made it a 3DS. I mean a DSi XL and made it a 3 There are too many names. <laughs> they took a DSi XL and turned it into a 3DS, a 3DS yeah. and then it was a 3DS XL. That's essentially what happened. Like, it's literally the, the DSi. They both better paint job. So that's that. Thanks, Steven. Um, Next is Sackett. Sackett? Sackett? Let's just say Sackett. Now I know what celebrities feel like when they do those video chats, and they're like, I don't know how to say your Twitter handle, and they say it like six different ways, and then they feel really bad, because I feel bad. I don't know uh, if it's Sackett or Sackett. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Sackett. Or, or it could be Sackett. Ah, good point. Or Sackett. Oh, all right. Not, all right not or Sackett. Okay, um, question. Or Sackett. Spelled wrong. All right. Question five <laughs> from Socket Socket Socket. Um, why don't they make the controller like the GameCube? It's the best type. Hmm. I wish we were in Nintendo's heads and could answer this. I mean, we could we could speculate based on what we played and what we and the direction we think Nintendo's going in. I guess that's uh, what he means because obviously we're not Nintendo. Well, I do agree that the GameCube or she he or she oh he or she. Okay. No, I, I was correcting <laughs> me, not you. The game. Well, I do agree with the you gender of the GameCube that the, that the GameCube controller is well. But the best type is definitely the most, the comfiest controller I've ever had. But it was very, mm-hmm. um, A-centric. A-buttons, you mean? A-button-centric. The, the A-button was, like, the prominent feature of the controller, I feel like. Everything right. was just, like, revolved. Like, most of the games, I feel, primarily used the A-button. That's why it was so button. big. And that's also yeah. why it was green. If you're wondering, A-button's green, I read this in an interview. A-button's green, red bu- or B-button's red, yeah, because B-button's green like- is usually accept, and B is usually, or sorry, A is usually accept, and B is usually reject, or cancel. So you have green for go, and red for stop. Oh. The more you know. And that's why B is so tiny, because it's usually a back. Yeah, like, like, like just back. like the, I mean, like, it's comfortable, but like, just like the buttons, like, just looking at it looks so weird, but like the, the Wii U gamepad, I guess, it's just as comfy, mm-hmm. but, um... I guess, like, all the buttons are just used as equally. There's, like, no real... Like, I guess, with the exception of the screen, which is why it's so big. But, yeah, everything is just 
can't retard it, like, say whether one's better than the other. Yeah, it's, and it's not like, I don't think it's as much of an issue of, like, why don't they just make a GameCube controller? Because, I, as you said, the GameCube controller is great, but I feel like Nintendo's direction now is they can't just do that. Their whole thing now is they have to somehow change, I don't know if it's necessarily the right thing, but they somehow have to change the way you play your game. I said this earlier when I was talking about their idea of always having a novelty. This was back in our news segment. The Wii U, the whole thing with the Wii U is it has that touch screen, it has that dual screen thing going on with the TV, secondary screen, uh, asymmetric gameplay, all that, all those buzzwords they've come up with. That's kind of the thing. So if Nintendo were to go back and make a GameCube, they would just probably end up with a GameCube again. In terms yeah. of sales being lower, in terms of third-party support be not being there, although you could argue that would be the same no, yeah, But the third-party, I think that's like probably one of the biggest reasons why it's not going back to the A-theme, just because yeah. people it, it, really had to like design... For the GameCube controller, they it, was, it wasn't just like, oh, PS2 You couldn't just remap the buttons. You had to rethink the configuration. Yeah, because like for the Xbox and the PS2, they're relatively in the same place. But for mm-hmm. the GameCube, like, just to give you an example, um, like, um, Tetsunoko versus Capcom for the Wii, which could be played with the GameCube yep. controller, um, probably wouldn't have worked um, in any other controller because it only used, like, three buttons to attack. But for another console that has, like, the four buttons and the other thing, right. it just, I don't know. It just feel weird, especially because of just the way they're mapped out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the GameCube definitely had a unique button layout, but even more generally in terms of why not. Like, just... I don't even know if it would work with like, Call of Duty and other things. Like, you would have to readjust it would be a weird. lot more. Yeah, yeah it, it's because you can't just map the buttons. You really have to rethink how the bu- so which to, buttons do what. So you have to make it as third-party friendly as possible. Which is why the Pro Controller for, or Control Pro, whatever they're calling the Wii U's normal controller. That U. one. I think it's Pro Controller. controller. I think controller it's Pro Controller. controller. I, think I think it's Pro Controller this time. I think it's Controller pro. I think they flipped it. I don't know. Shall we check while we talk? No. Okay. I won't look <laughs> I don't think it matters. Just... Well, anyway, that controller, the they, pro um, that's supposed to be the standard style controller. So if you miss the GameCube controller, that's what you're going to get is something more like the Pro Controller. And most third-party games are simple ports. That's what you're going to be playing the next Smash Brothers with. Pretty much. And I'm pretty sure that's what most uh, quick and dirty third-party ports will use. I'm pretty sure Call of Duty, for example, Michael Pachter made an interesting quote. He said it, he pulled it out of nowhere and it's just a guess but he speculates that Activision actually told Nintendo hey we're not going to do Call of Duty on the Wii U gamepad where we need a normal controller which I don't like him saying that because as we already emphasized the Wii U gamepad feels like a normal controller it and it has do, all the inputs yeah, it does everything it makes no the sen- other controllers right. do it makes no sense with the so honestly if you're looking no for- sense yeah. If anything makes more sense, I mean, what if you get like a, the three kills for you and you get the UAV? You, you have it on your t- on your gamepad. I mean, it's yes, perfect. you do have to look down, but at the same time, it makes more sense to kill three. Why should you have to? Um, whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, I will say though, if you're looking for a GameCube controller, the Wii U is still comfortable. It still has all the functionality, and it's it, comfortable as a GameCube controller. Yes, and the only difference is its L and R buttons don't have grooves that your finger nicely slides into. But you have two of them now, and you have two, and the bottom ones have trigger style grooves like uh, the nunchucks. The nunchuck has a groove on it, right? Do you have a nunchuck? Oh, no, it, it, it's concave, not convex. No, like the PS3 I mean, convex, not concave. Yeah, like the PS... No. That's more like the GameCube. I don't even know what I'm saying. It has a slight groove to the lower trigger, so they almost feel like a gun trigger. There we go. Oh, like the Xbox. There's more... Yeah, like trigger. the Xbox, or even like... Uh, oh, 360. Even like the Zapper. It's trigger. Oh. The, the lower... The R2L2 kind of feel like that on the Wii U uh, gamepad. But yeah, if, I mean, honestly, if you want a GameCube style controller just go with the Wii U gamepad or the pro controller and if you go with the Wii U gamepad you have it just ignore the touchscreen. so yeah that's kind of a hard question to answer because it really goes into Nintendo's philosophies and whatnot. but thanks it was a good question and on to Sebastian yes did the bigger screen size of the XL impact the gameplay did the games look better with the bigger screen 
Well, in terms of gameplay, I didn't notice any direct impact, yeah. honestly. I mean, the games seem to pop a little more just because it's more, you know, it's a bigger image. But in terms of actual gameplay, it felt pretty much the same. Playing Mario, New Super Mario Bros. 2 on the 3DS XL didn't feel a whole lot different than playing the original New Super Mario Bros. on the DS Lite in yeah. terms of actual interaction. That's, that's, that's what I thought was funny. Like, when you're playing, like, the brand new games, you don't really feel that much of a difference. But when you play, like, Mario Kart and... Yeah, when you go back, it looks... It really pops. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's like nice. The, it's, like, the 3D pops a little better in Mario Kart, especially yeah. just because you're always moving. Like, and it takes off... It takes a... You know, it's a bigger field of view, so you're more, like, in the game because less of your... You're looking less at the surrounding bezel of the screen and more at the actual screen. Also, uh... I think the, the larger screen probably benefits people that, for some reason, just use their 3DS... For Netflix primarily, just because oh, it's a definitely, screen. and Hulu Plus is if yeah, it's not already on the 3DS, it's coming soon. Like I use three Netflix on my 3DS a lot, so that was probably one of the, one of the bigger selling points for me. Yeah, like, oh, a bigger screen I can mm-hmm. just watch on my bed and not have to reach all the way from my laptop just because I'm that lazy. But your bed and your laptop, we're sitting right next to both. They are maybe two they're, feet apart. Yeah, but they're like both facing the same direction. Well, whose fault is that? Just turn your desk. <laughs> well, I'm that's why I've been sleeping on my couch. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> lazy. Anyway, yeah. No, but uh, in terms of gameplay, yeah, it doesn't directly affect gameplay, but it does make the 3D, as you sort of mentioned, the 3D looks better. It really does feel deeper. First of all, you do have to hold the system further away. The like the cone, the cone, like the vision cone you have, like the feel, the the, the yeah. you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? Like that when you first get your, th- your peripheral, when you first get your 3DS, and I like, hold it this many inches from your face for ideal vision or for ideal 3D, it's gonna be a little further. I, that is something I definitely noticed when I first picked up the 3DS XL. I was holding it as if I was holding my 3DS, and the 3D broke a little. But then I set it back a couple extra inches, and it looked great. And the top screen is actually thinner than, the, or the top half of the system is much thinner than the top. Not much, but well, noticeably thinner than the top half of the uh, normal 3DS. And it's weird because it somehow it makes it feel less like you're looking into a window in the 3D, and more like it just extends way beyond the screen. Like it's less like a little diorama, and more like it just keeps going. Like you're looking well, into a world. Well, the 3DS XL close isn't it the same size as the bottom half of the 3DS? The I, think, 3DS? I don't remember. I did a comparison. Yeah, because I know it's slimmer. It's, it's slimmer by a little, but not a lot. I know, like it's you, roughly the same size. I think if you shave off the top half of the 3D close, you get the 3DS XL close. I think that's maybe. What it Maybe, I don't remember. But either way, the top, it, the thinness of the top actually really enhances that 3D effect, at least in some weird, crazy placebo way that I'm making up as I, not making up, but that I experienced. There's like, it really did feel like it wasn't so much, oh, there's a little thing in the screen where it's like, oh, there's a whole world and I'm looking in a full window of it. Yeah. Because the 3D, the bigger screen definitely helps that 3D really, oh, my watch just banged into something. Anyway, it really helped the 3D come alive a bit more. So... Hopefully that uh, helps. Also, uh, one little note, I don't know if you care, uh, Sebastian, I don't know if you care very much about DS games, but they have a one-to-one pixel ratio with the 3DS XL, which means, unlike with the 3DS, where they were like all weirdly rescaled, this or they were really tiny on the screen, and you only saw, you know, like it was only like a third of the screen had a game in it, or two-thirds oh, yeah. of the screen. This one, if you do that one-to-one pixel ratio, it will be one-to-one pixel. It won't be super tiny, It'll fill up a good chunk of the screen. And even when it's the full screen, it doesn't look as blown out. Or so I've heard. So, there's that. Thanks for the question. On to our next person. Twitch. Twitch. I like Twitch. the name. So, well, do you want to ask it, I guess? Well, I've been, I've been reading it's all actually a three. Well. Yeah, it's a three-parter. So, thanks right. for the long question, Twitch. All right, so, Twitch asks, is the Wii U comfortable to play? We already answered that one. <laughs> all right. Is it possible to use two of them? On one Wii for the on one Wii U for the ultimate interactive gameplay. 
that. First of all, <laughs> I don't know first of all, old. Twitch needs to go into marketing. <laughs> I mean, just take picture on the back of the box, just like the Wii U with two controllers for the ultimate interactive gameplay. Yeah. And the final question: Is the 3DS XL the same size as a netbook? <laughs> uh, that's super <laughs> random. Uh, no, it's smaller. Uh, let's okay. Let's go through <laughs> one by one. Yeah, the Wii's quite the Wii U is quite comfortable. I think we talked about that in depth, but it's worth reemphasizing that thing is comfortable, even yep. when you hold it. Your uh, hands could sleep on it. <laughs> Hopefully not, because then you'd, you'd be numb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's actually, thing. One, one thing I, we can add to this, because I just thought it, um, is that even when... Okay, so we described holding it normally, where you have sticks in the left and right hand, and, you know, it's it's, it's uh, horizontal, it's landscape mode, so to speak. When you turn it to portrait, like for the Ninja Stark drawing game or whatever, even though it doesn't have that little ridge that you hook onto with your finger in the back, it's still extremely comfortable to hold, even in portrait. Like, they really balance the weight well. They so know, they have some Nintendo good knows designers. What they're doing. Yeah, they, yeah got... they have good uh, ergonomic people. Yep. But yeah, so yes, it's very comfortable to hold. Uh, second question: Can it handle two of them? I think they... it sure can. Yeah, they recently said it definitely could. They said E3 that it could for sure. It will come not at, with launch games, but sometime next year. Because now the current game the program. frame rate, right? Yeah, exactly. What frame rate drops to thirty frames per second. Was at it, least that's was it on both or just the screen or just the TV? I have no idea. I I want to say on everything that uses it. Oh. You can't write, I'm guessing you cannot run 60 frames on multiple on all three at one. TV and two controllers. But three at once. and four are definitely out of the question. Yeah, it's got to be two or one or two. Most likely which, one. Developers which, can choose to do two, but most likely. Which kind of like brings up the whole thing about like things like Smash Brothers. Like, of course, you're probably gonna be able to play with it with the Wii U gamepad. Yeah. Since that game is mostly like a party game for four people, mm-hmm. they kind of have to. Make pretty, it more pro controller friendly. Yeah, because you can't have four friends that finally work to yeah. using the gamepad. I'll come over and they're like, oh, wait, I never played on the Pro Controller, uh, but now I have to play with it. Yeah. So. It's kind of funny because there are actually a couple Smash Bros. questions later on. Oh. So that's nice foreshadowing. Well oh, done. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so in terms of. The, oh, the 3DS. Yeah, sorry. I totally. As far as the 3DS XL being seen as a netbook? It is smaller than a netbook significantly. Yeah. Netbooks are small, but it's smaller. It's bigger than a 3DS. It's smaller than a netbook. It's. I don't know what to compare it to. The it's like a Galaxy book? Note. I don't know how many people have picked up a Galaxy Note at like a Best Buy, that Samsung jumbo phone. It's like, it's not a tablet, it's not a phone, it's Galaxy Note. It's like a 5.5 inch screen. Screen's thing. the size of a it's Vita. Like that. I'm sure many of you Yeah, it's, it's a little smaller than a Vita. Like in a width. Small. It's a little smaller than Vita in length and a little taller in height. Yeah. That's a pretty good comparison, actually. But yeah, it's definitely smaller than a netbook. If it was a netbook, that'd be insane. Like, wow. if you had to pull out a netbook, be how would you carry that in your pocket? <laughs> like, I don't get. But no, it's uh, it is a good question because it is hard to judge the scale of it when you don't have any pictures yeah, of it. Smaller than so. a netbook, between a netbook and a 3ds. Yeah, yeah kind of like a Vita. Kind of yep. like a, the screen of the top screen of the 3ds XL is almost the same as a Vita. It's almost the same as the DS Close, the 3ds Close. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, did you do that too? Where you yeah, put, yeah. took out your 3D, 3ds, put it on top of the open system? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for your question, Twitch. Next up, we got Matthew. Yeah. Who asked? How good do games look on the 3DS XL screen? Absolutely hated how games looked on the DSi XL, and how well would you say it fits in your pocket? Well, as far as if you game, didn't like the DSi XL, it's like you said earlier that if you didn't like the DSi, it's XL. the same concept. Yeah, I'm gonna elaborate on that a little. It's the same concept. They took the resolution of the previous system and expanded it to a larger screen. That's pretty much it. So Iwata actually did another Iwata asks with some of the Nintendo the people behind the 3DS XL, and they actually said that some people will see the pixels. So if your issue, uh, Matthew, if your issue was that you could 
see the pixels and it was nagging you or whatever, that's probably still going to be an issue. Nintendo says they tried to address it so the most number of people don't see the pixels. But if you saw them before, you'll probably see them again. Possibly not simply because the resolution is higher. Not higher than the 3DS, but higher than DSi XL. The DS to DXI ha- DSi XL had one resolution, and the 3DS to 3DS XL have a higher resolution that's separate from those. So yeah, it's still an upscaling. Yeah, it's still bigger, but you may still see those pixels. It's less likely simply because it's a higher resolution to start with. But I, it's hard to say. Yeah. I personally didn't see pixels. Yeah, me neither. I, I was... personally thought games looked absolutely fine. There were a couple instances where I was like, okay, you could kind of tell it's being upscaled. Like, it didn't look jaggy. It just didn't look quite as compact and smooth. Yeah, but it still but looked good. I it mean, still looked good. It was barely noticeable. Like, I saw it and I immediately like it, disregarded it. Yeah, it. it becomes an afterthought. You don't even... It, right, it, right. It, but honestly, if if it nags you with the uh, DSi XL, I would definitely recommend you go find a demo unit once they are out there and try it for yourself because... Yeah. I mean, the DSi XL looked fine to me too, relatively. So, I, I mean, it was a little more noticeable that was enlarged because the pixel count was smaller. Like, the, the 3DS XL, if I remember correctly, has a DPI... Or PPI, sorry, not DPI, which is of 100, which is definitely higher than the... Is it DPI or PPI? I think it's P- pixels per inch. PPI. Yeah. PPI. Uh, yeah, of 100. 100 pixels per inch, which is definitely higher than uh, the DSi XL. No doubt about that. So, really, I for us it was fine, but it, it's really going to be a personal thing, I think. Yeah. And regarding pocketability, funny you should ask. I actually can... Well, I didn't convince, but I was talking to other Nintendo people, or some rep that Nintendo hired at least, uh, and they were showing me the DSi, the 3DS XL and walked me through it, and I asked about pocketability, and they essentially, I, it was chained down, so I couldn't put it in my pocket all the way, but they were cool with me at least trying, and we were talking about it for a while, and it's definitely pocketable still. It takes up your whole pocket. If you're, if you're wearing skinny jeans, no, it's not going to work. If you're wearing normal, like, normal jeans or looser <laughs> jeans, normal person jeans, standard jeans, standard jeans, it's fine. It will take up pretty much 95% of your pocket. But it fits, and it's actually relatively flush, because it's really thin. Like you said, it's no thicker than a 3DS. So yeah, it's so not if it, thinner. So if anything, so, it might be more comfortable in your pocket Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like... And it doesn't have the jagged edges either. Yeah, so it's actually, it's a very smooth fit. I mean, I so get about... to tie your shoe or something... It won't stab you quite as hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I managed to get about two-thirds of the system into my pocket before I got snagged on the little attachment it was on. I feel like it would be really bad if there wasn't a Nintendo rep letting me do that. It would look like I was trying to pocket the demo unit. <laughs> But either way, it definitely fits. It's not uncomfortable at all. I tried walking in place with it and everything. I looked like a fool, but it worked. And, um, yeah, it's almost like, it kind of boils down to, do you want, like, a thick, tiny brick? Or do you want, like, a larger, thinner brick? Like, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I had, I, let me put it this way. I used to have a BlackBerry Storm smartphone. That, that thing was thick. And it was a crappy phone, but that's beside the point. I then got a Droid X. That thing was thin, but its physical body was taller and wider it was way more comfortable having the taller wider thinner body in my pocket than having the smaller thicker brick or smaller dimension yeah yeah Yeah. so it's the same idea i think with the 3ds and 3ds excel they both it's definitely portable it's bigger but it doesn't feel necessarily bigger so there you go although if you wear skinny jeans you're out of luck yeah it will not fit in skinny yeah you're better off i don't know carrying it in the backpack or a purse if you're a girl i don't think matthew's a girl no, that's that. Oh, just anybody. generally. Yeah, it's like a guy named Matthew. Except for people. And Matthew, anyway. if you are a girl, our apologies. Uh, <laughs> also, one more quick thought. The 3DS, the one downside is you can't have a case for it and have that in your pocket. With the 3DS, for example, I got this snazzy little case where it's the 3DS, it's two game pouches, and it all folds over, and it all fits in my, like, it's a little, like, 
portfolio, and it all fits in my pocket just fine. The 3DS XL took up that whole space that the case would take. Um, so, I think I got my Club Nintendo DS pouch. That yeah, that works. Large. But yeah, so I either have to find a new case or go caseless. Oh, it won't or... fit my other case, though. The black one. Yeah, I'm going to run uh, to that issue, I'll too. just give it to yeah. my brother. But anyway, yeah, well, definitely. Once you get a 3DS XL, so at the end of it, it's, it's, it's not going to help. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely pocketable. I know I said that like six times. That's, why, that's the yeah. point I'm trying to hammer home. <laughs> it's pocketable. It's pocketable. All right, then. All right, so Thank then, you, Matthew. And next question by Jay. Hey. Agent Jay. We both... Is this one of us? Not that... Like, did you secretly plan a question and not tell me? No. Because I didn't secretly plan... Oh, I got... That's weird. My phone's on silent, yet I got an email and it made a noise. Oh, well. You clearly didn't put it on silent. I guess not. I'm sorry, dear listener. They probably didn't even hear it and I'm not making a big deal. Anyway, Jay, who isn't one of us, I guess. It's just weird that we're both Jay... Jason, Jose, and now there's a third Jay. It's a Jay party. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, he asked, What do you think of Wii U success in the long run, considering how... 360 and PS3 still have some life left, and the PS4 and 720 might be coming soon. Will it still be recognized when Sony and Microsoft's next-gen console arrives on the market? I added a duh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, on it, that's actually a really good question that it could require a nice little debate. Um, you know, Jay, to me, the Wii U, and this isn't necessarily a good or bad thing, just the concept of a system coming out when it is, is very Dreamcast-esque. Even though it's coming out at the right it's coming out the right time, but everyone else... Slow. Yeah, yeah, it's the same cycle of five years that Nintendo always does. So they're, so they're or on, six years. They're on track. Everyone else has decided to slow it down. Yeah, everyone slowed it down. So now it's stuck in this weird Dreamcast situation where it's a half-step. Its graphics are not supposedly a little bit better than the PS3 and 360. When we played it... I don't want to speak for you, so let me know if I'm getting this wrong. But when I played it, um, graphics definitely look good. But looking at like Arkham City or looking at... It didn't feel that much different. Or looking at Zombie U. Yeah, it wasn't a huge noticeable increase. Like, Arkham City looked like Arkham City. Yeah. Uh, so, it's this weird stopgap in terms of the generation cycle. And I don't mean stopgap in a bad way. I mean, it's literally, like, a weird half-step. I think one of its one thing that benefits, though, it's... I think it's more different yeah. than the other consoles than the Dreamcast was to the other ones. So, mm-hmm. when the next consoles come out, assuming they the PS4, for some reason, doesn't have, like, a screen on its... Right. Controller. I mean, 360 is already doing it with smart glass, kind of. But, like, assuming, like, they stick to their own thing, like, I think it'll be different enough that it won't get overlooked because it'll be, like... I mean, even today, like, then, like, most people have a Wii and a PS3 or Xbox because the Wii is just that much different, like... But then the question becomes how will third-party support be and how will that influence the Wii's success? Which oh. kind of goes back to his original question. Well, because here's the thing with the Wii. Yes, a lot of people on a Wii. As we said earlier, there are 96 million of them in the world. Which is kind of crazy if you stop thinking about it. But... Of those 96 million, how many people still use them regularly? How many yeah. people didn't graduate on? Well, how many people didn't buy... How many people bought something after, say, Wii Fit? I mean, look, here's a good example. Look at Boom Blocks. Remember that EA game, Boom Blocks? Uh-huh. First one came out, it was good, sales-wise. It was a good, Both were good games, actually. First one came out, sales-wise, it did pretty well. It was right around the time, I believe, of Wii Fit. So I was cashing in on the casuals, like, oh, I'm going to exercise, and oh, a cool little puzzle game. Boom Blocks 2 came out, and it did not do well at all in terms of sales. Because by then, the market already dried up. So I think what Jay's saying is actually a really good point is, will that happen with the Wii U? It comes out, there's always new games, it's real easy to port 360 and PS3 games. You're going to get Call of Duty, you're going to get I Batman, you're going to get the power Ninja guys. Gaiden, yeah. Then the PS4 comes out and it's 720 or the Xbox 8 or whatever they call it. Yeah, they're seriously considering 8 to go to Windows 8 and Windows Phone 8. And the Xbox Infinity, Xbox Happy Go Lucky Fun Time, I'm Master Chief Skipping Through Flowers, I don't know why I'm saying this. Whatever it's called, when those come out, the graphics will be 
probably a notch above the Wii U. So then, quite, then it's literally the Wii situation again, where it's do developers downport? Do they do what they do with Call of Duty, where they had a separate team make the Wii version of Call of Duty and then do it but for Wii But the difference is, though, those times they mainly needed the team not only for the downporting, but for the controllers. This time you actually have all the different controllers available. But you still have to downport it. Yeah, but it just, it just comes down to And the you graphic. still have to integrate touchscreen, so which that, isn't that hard. So that's it. It just comes down to how big the power difference is. And it's going to be big. Let me put it this way. It, here's know, the thing. I, mean, I sound very pessimistic about it. I think Nintendo will be fine in a way. I just think it's going to be closer to a repeat of the Wii's cycle of support than Nintendo wants it to be. Because they're saying they're very conscious, they're very third-party friendly. But they're releasing a system that's third-party friendly for today, not so much for two years, three years from now. Assuming there's new consoles at that point. Yeah. Like, it's going to be weird. Well, it's literally going to be a repeat of the same situation. The, um, it's early start gives it some third-party support so you're getting all your core games along with your Mario games in the same See, console. That's, that's what I think Nintendo's counting so on. So that would be kind of a big advantage. It's like, oh, why? Like, I'm not able to get everything on the Wii U. I'm already playing all the Nintendo games on there. Right. I think that's what Nintendo's right. counting on. And looking at it from Nintendo's angle, I think their attitude, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, because obviously I'm best. I just said the opposite a second ago. But their attitude, I think, is, okay, we're going to have this new console. It's going to be a 360 and a PS3 with a, with a screen. It's going to be super cool. We're going to get the people that like the Wii to buy it. We're going to get the core gamers to buy it because it's a new console with some new t- stuff. And we'll have definitive versions of Batman and Call of Duty, presumably, and da 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 And then, once they have it, they'll just keep playing it. And they'll keep buying games for it. Once we have that hardcore audience, they will keep supporting it and we'll be fine. I think that's how they're trying to view it. I don't know how well that will work. It's. I think the system will definitely see early success, and I think it'll definitely at least be GameCube level success for the rest of its life. But I don't know if it's going to hit 96 million units like the Wii did. I, 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 I don't know. If Nintendo pumps out the casual stuff early enough, like they are launching the thing basically with Wii Fit U and Mario. So if they can keep that going for a few years, they'll be okay. It's just a question of can they. And not only that, can they also get third parties to be willing to downport when the 720 and PS4 come out? Oh. That's where I think... I, I think it's really up in the air at this point. I just think they're at a bit of a disadvantage. Yep. Uh, no, That's I, my I, take. I, I definitely agree. Awesome. Great question, though, Jay. And Who I swear is not one of us. Every, it's just weird. Every time you say that, it's... No, we didn't. It, it makes it sound no. more and more like it is one of us. No, it's not. I, I want to clarify. We didn't, uh, we didn't plant questions. It's just funny that, like, what are the odds that this guy named Jay, a <laughs> podcast hosted by guys named Jay, <laughs> or with Jay in their name. But no, we... These are all 100% user-submitted questions, so we appreciate every single one of you plus the ones that listen and don't question the first don't time we have so many comments yeah actually it's great thank you guys i know we said that at the top but seriously it's it's very cool thank you the next question from from el vato bro el vato bro mm-hmm. see. he asked do you think the gamepad will have any participation in relatively competitive games such as super smash Bros.? well you were starting to answer this earlier without even oh. meaning to when you're think, talking about uh, uh, Smash Bros. only, like, Gamepad only supports two, so how Smash for, Bros. going to work? For Smash Brothers, I would say no, because of, like, just, if, I mean, even though competitive Smash Brothers does come down to only two players, and the Wii U Gamepad can support only two Gamepads, the fact, the point, I mean, the fact that it can only support two and you will be playing with more four people means that they will probably optimize the game for the Gamepad Pro the first, pro controller yeah. but the pro controller first and then maybe the gamepad which i would assume. it'll be like how the like, like, smash bro it'd be like how brawl was gamecube was the primary input but they also mapped it yeah. to wiimote wiimote nunchuck so i think because of that you're gonna get pro controller yeah you're gonna get pro controller at least for smash brothers yeah i mean there's a bunch of other competitive fighting games that stick with only two characters on the screen at all time 
like you can't have four people such as I don't know like any Capcom fighting game like Street Fighter and those games those will probably you'll probably see more people using the gamepad pro since all the controls are there and you mean and, wait wait the gamepad or the pro control oh my bad the gamepad okay <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> probably using the gamepad because all the buttons are there so you could it's honestly with the addition of the touchscreen it's basically a fight stick without the stick no well that's it like and and if um Super Street Fighter 4 3D edition is has anything to show that the touchscreen is a very viable controller like I used it for like, just like I have like oh you mean not the 3DS Street Fighter yeah, the 3DS yeah. Street Fighter 4 yeah um using the touchscreen for different button inputs was really intuitive and it was really easy to use and I can't I don't see that being any different for the gamepad right but for those games no matter how good it is people always the most competitive always resort to using a fight stick for mm-hmm. those games so people will use it but I think it'll end up being a fight stick or a controller pro right yeah and I think it's worth mentioning that uh, in terms of just like competitive gaming like online or whatever Gamepad will be fine. Like you said, it has every button it needs. It's very comfortable. You can play it for long periods. But if you're looking at competitions where you're in the same room and you need multiple controllers, also, like you said, you're going to need pro controllers. You're going to need fight sticks. You're going to need something that all four people can use because the gamepad maxes out too. But if you're playing online, gamepad's great. And I I can see it working really well with Smash because you have the usual buttons and sticks and then you have a touchscreen that you can activate a Final Smash on or some other new move or something. Like There there are ways they can use it or like all sorts or all the HUD with all the percentages is on the touch screen. Like, there's cool ways they can do it, yeah. but it's not going to be vital to the I gameplay. They can't let it be. It won't just, work. But unfortunately, because of that fact, like, I know when the game comes out, I'm going to just play with the gamepad. I mean, I'll play with the gamepad for a bit just to see But then you're going to switch to Pro Controller. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, if I go over someone's house and... Unless it's only you and the other guy, you're going to need Pro Controller. Yeah, and even yeah. if I take the gamepad, it's going to... Only you and him, it's one-on-one. It's going to lower the frame rate. And right. For fighting games, frame rate is a really big deal. Yeah. Especially for little input. It's like, oh, I pressed it at this time. But blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good question, though. Yep. Thank you for that. And we have two more questions to go. This one's a three-parter. Ooh, Two-parter. This is from Shiva64. Really quick. Uh, Shiva64 actually has been a long-time supporter of Nintendo, going way back to when it used to be a Nintendo side ran in high school, which was, this is going on five years Before ago. Before I even knew of it. Before you even knew me. Like, Ram Nintendo used to be a daily news site basically uh pre-college for me and she was very active on the forums then and is still pretty active via twitter so thanks thanks shiva anyway the question so the question is how well do you think the new super smash bros will perform with the cross playability between wii u and 3ds and i guess how well do you think the 3ds circle pad will work with the game and also question unrelated to this what do you think the high points and low points were from this year's comic-con no. Let's tackle Smash Bros. first, since we were just talking about it. Uh, in terms of how the 3DS Circle Pad will work with Smash Bros., I don't think it'll be an issue. Uh, as assuming Kid, it does something like, it's, like All-Stars, where you right. use the... All-Stars. Yeah, All-Stars uses like the Vita, the controller. You do have that. Oh, option. no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 3DS independent game standalone. Oh, that's oh. a good point, too. Regardless, okay. Regardless because of it's a cross-play, so... Yeah, I don't know if... Shiba, I don't know if you mean crossplay in terms of using the well, 3DS we as a controller, or because there is a game for both. That's the plan. There's a Wii U one yeah. and a 3DS one. They'll somehow communicate. If it's cro- regardless of if it's crossplay or if you're playing only on the you 3DS, you have to be able to smash because that's it's yeah. Regardless of either one, the 3DS Circle Pad, as demonstrated by Kid Icarus, can do smash attacks. So I don't think there'll be an issue there. What you will be missing is the smash stick, which is the C stick. There's no second analog, so that you're just gonna have to get used to hitting A in the smash in the right direction, unless. 
unless Sakurai and the team at, I guess, Namco Bandai now, are going to implement touchscreen for Smashes. Hopefully they don't do stylus. Hopefully it's just you touch a button on the touchscreen. But then it's not Smash Bros. It's tap this touchscreen button, bros. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah Smash Whatever they do, um, yeah, it will work. It'll definitely... The circle pad can smash, yeah. You need something to destroy your circle pad or... Yeah, the circle pad will certainly work. It's a question of what will, how the rest of the system will be adapted. Seriously, as much as I love Smash Bros., the fact that you have to smash the stick is always like... The one game that I'm yep. always worried about playing is because I go, it's not going to last. Not as bad as Mario Party. Remember the original Mario Party? I had to spin the stick well, that in a was circle on that, that toy, that, broke it. That damaged your hand more than it did. Oh, it damaged the sticks, too. You have oh. no idea. It ruined stick, control sticks. But yeah, it also blistered your hand, and Nintendo gave out those gloves, and uh, that was a mess. I should have gotten one of those gloves. Those are probably worth something now. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so in terms of the circle pad, the circle pad's not the issue. It's the rest of the system that could be an issue. And I have no idea how they're going to address that. Hopefully, Sakurai is something cool. But yeah, look, I mean, as comfortable as that, I mean, I assume most people would be playing with the yeah. XL or the 3DS, but it's, I don't know, I feel it wouldn't be as comfortable to play a Prolonged. game like that. It could on the XL. I think you might have just what? said that. Sorry. Oh, well. You, on you, the normal 3DS, I would cramp up so bad. But on the right. XL, based on what we were playing, well, I don't think that's the thing, because like, the game would be optimized for the XL or the 3DS, like a portable. Yeah. But I don't know, I guess. Because we have no idea how it'll do cross You know what I'm really hoping, and this addresses more of the cross-play question, I'm really hoping the 3DS one is almost like, a, not a sub-game of the Wii one, cause that, or the Wii one, because that'd be unfair to people that only had the 3DS. But what if the 3DS one was more like Subspace Emissary, where it was just the single player, and you go through, and it's like a side-scrolling adventure, Smash Bros. style, and then they had a multiplayer mode, like kind of like, do you know of the show and jump fighting games in oh, Japan? Yeah, almost, yeah, do it like mm. that, where it's like kind of dumbed-down Smash Bros. Then... Everything you do in the portable game somehow does stuff in the Wii U game. Like you bring, because Nintendo actually patented something where the Wii can detect when a DS Lite or DSi shows up at your house. Hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with that patent, but imagine if they took that idea and you come home from playing Smash Bros. or, or you play Smash Bros. or whatever, close the system, the Wii U picks up that you just finished and it basically street passes the data over to the Wii U and then when you turn on Smash Bros. on the Wii U, some, it does something. Either there's like it unlocks things, or there's some sort of crosstalk where it. I don't even know what they could do. Some sort of crosstalk where it's like stats go back and forth and you improve your character. Like take the sticker system from Brawl and like ramp it up to like a full fledged like stat system where you're actually like leveling up characters and stuff. And then it somehow communicates all that. Like I don't know how that works in terms of balancing the fighting game, but there's a lot of cool potential of how they can have the games communicate with one another and how even if they're separate games, they can still be very closely tied. In my mind, that it could be cool. I don't know how exactly they would do that. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what they do because this is gonna be the first time. This is the first like real connectivity game that Nintendo's doing where it's not a simple solution. It's not like Four Swords Adventures where it's like, oh, you're using the Game Boy as a controller on the GameCube, and then when you enter a house, the screen on the Game Boy is the inside of the house. Like, it's not something like that. It's not something like Final Fantasy where Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which wasn't even Nintendo, it's Square Enix. But where, you know, the, the Game Boy was, it was like an extra, but it wasn't a necessity. This is like, they're going they're, they're to need to do something where it's more of a necessity. Yeah. I feel like. So it'll be really interesting to see, and I imagine we'll start seeing some sort, some form of it, either next year at E3, or before E3, sometime. Hmm. But I don't know. It's it's a good question, though. My game, so many questions surrounding it. Yep. 
I mean, yeah. not, not from here, just like in general. In general, like, yeah. So much we don't know. And, yeah, because it's and, super early. They just started development. I mean, they, the only reason they even announced like Namco Bandai developing is they didn't want rumors getting out. So it's right when they started development, they announced. No, yeah, but it. I mean, it's not like like oh, Call of Duty coming out next year. Like oh, we know exactly what it, we know. You know, exactly it won't be. It, it would be easier to figure it out if Sakurai didn't say they're changing up the formula. Yeah. Because then be like, oh, it'd be like Brawl, but with more characters. <laughs> yeah. And and cooler but stuff. But that's clearly exactly what he said. We don't want it to just be exactly. Brawl with more exactly. characters. And regarding, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the stages as much as the characters. I'm really hoping for a rhythm heaven theme stage. I won't be surprised. Or a not to rhythm heaven. There better be a not to rhythm heaven. Somewhere. There will at least an assist trophy equivalent I mean, or whatever the equivalent I, is. I feel that game that franchise has grown up as a core Nintendo one of the big ones. In Japan, it's huge. They sell gangbusters over there. Oh. But regarding uh, Shiva's second question, which is uh, high and low points at Comic Con. Does she mean our high and low points or in I'm general? I'm gonna. Well, in terms of in general, it's hard to. We were there, so it, this almost sounds backwards. We were there, so we didn't keep up with the news. <laughs> like, we were there doing our own thing, so it's really hard to know the big news. Uh, a couple of things that were highlights. Wreck-It Ralph, to me, uh, based on what I read afterwards. Wreck-It Ralph, the video game Disney movie. Toy Story with video games. That looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph will be in Sonic and All-Star Racing Transformed. Sonic will be in the movie. Like, yeah, the, the actual voice. They have all, all the voice actors. voice actors from all the major games. Yeah, it's very cool. Um... Uh, actually, Disney's whole panel I heard was really good. The new Oz movie that they're making looks pretty good. Um, there's some other stuff they announced. I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, Iron Man three, from what I was hearing, looks cool. The the Marvel news of uh, Captain America two and Thor two not being summer oh, and movies. Ant Man and, and Ant Man from Edgar Wright, the guy that did Scott Pilgrim, along with I believe Shaun of the Dead and some other mm. stuff. He's he's a cool director. Um, but no, uh, Thor two and Captain America two not being summer movies. One's in November, one's in April. Hmm. Kind of interesting. Uh, also, there's a lot. Marvel's um, going full force with movies. They are. Crazy. And they're making time. I, Avengers had the biggest opening ever and is already over a billion dollars. So did Dark Knight beat it? No. Well, Dark Knight... I feel weird saying this. Uh, Dark Knight had some things that kind of slowed it down. Oh. Namely, right. the uh, unfortunate incident in Aurora with the shooting. Um, Obviously, that takes precedent over box office numbers, but I'm just that it's hard to say what Dark Knight could have done because of that. Yeah, and honestly, that's how it should be. I don't think I don't think people should speculate too much about. Well, if there wasn't a shoot, like it happened, we should you know respect the fact that people were not like speculate about what it would have been otherwise because that's kind of yeah. the victims. Anyway, um, but no, it, it did pretty well. I mean, like a, it had the biggest opening of any of the Batman's, I believe, oh. and that's with the incident. Yeah, like people still went in droves. Um. What else? Con Con. Well, in terms of personal, uh, in terms of low lights, I don't know if there are any major like announcements. Um, I fact, guess just personal. Well, I guess things. the fact that since it was our first time at Comic Con, there were so many panels we wanted to go to. Yeah. But when we got to Comic Con, we realized that unless you want to like, dedicate a whole day to waiting in line, people were in line you can't for go to a panel. People were in line for a Saturday 6 p.m. Iron Man panel, Friday at 9 p.m. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They camped out. So that was kind of a low. Oh, point. another, another, yeah. no, a, a bigger low point. If we're looking. I say, yeah, I say we do broad, and then we'll talk about specific. I mean, that's our a, personal that's a, that affects a lot of people, right? Also, broad. Uh, the Twilight fan who got run over by a car is definitely a low light. Uh, if, I feel so. I feel like I'm bringing the whole podcast down with all this death. But no, <laughs> seriously, like it's it's unfortunate that you're a huge fan of something. You anticipate for months. You go camp out to see not even the something, but a preview of the something, and then you. Don't make it long enough to even see it. Yeah. Like that, I mean, like take. Imagine if that was us with Nintendo. Some Nintendo. Imagine if we were in line for the Wii U. I went across the street to get a ball of water. I came back and got hit by a car. That would kind of suck. Yeah. To put as an understatement. But yeah, it's just like I. I mean, I feel bad. But 
So that's definitely the low light. And it, it, they actually had a nice memorial set up for the person in the spawn line that she was in. So that's kind of nice. But in terms of personal, let's get back on happy thoughts. Uh, in terms of personal stuff, highlights for us, for me oh. personally, Wii U. Yeah. I mean, uh, Wii U, uh, the fact that everyone at Comic-Con that we interacted with was ridiculously friendly. Like, I don't think we encountered anyone that wasn't like overly friendly at all. Mm. It's like everyone's a big... It's a big melting pot the of... The guy also. that wouldn't share the Wii U controller with the people who Oh, uh, right. But he's not... He was just self. I Fine, let me rephrase. Every, it seemed like he needed better communication. So. Yeah, he wasn't really a good social no, person. Yeah, like he didn't really do it on purpose. It's just how he was, maybe. Yeah, but in, in terms of... Fine. Let me say there were no jerks. Like, everyone... like he Intentional would, jerks, yeah. Intentional jerks. Everyone was super nice. Everyone was super friendly. It was like a nice... As I started to say, it was a really nice melting pot of like different nerdy culture subcultures. And everyone just kind of came together and recognized that we're all huge fans of whatever we are huge fans of and just had a really good time. Like, even, like, our hotel had, like, this weird positive vibe. Even though we didn't really talk to very many people. Yeah. It just, like, seemed... Everyone just seemed, like, super nice. So there's that. That, actually... I wouldn't say that was a bigger highlight than, like, the Wii U or even just exploring Comic-Con or seeing all the Batmobiles or seeing the cast of Community up close, which I've done before, but that's beside the point. Or the Big Bang Theory cast. Before. We saw a lot of celebrities, actually. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just... Well, you uh, met the co-creator yeah, of Ninja Turtles. It's Kevin Eastman, Charles Martinet, and Stan Sakai. Just, yeah, oh, Charles Those Charles are just, Martinet. like, the ultimate yeah. highlight. I'm trying to think of things we didn't say in the last episode. Because, uh, yeah, we talked about Charles Martinet, and we talked about a lot of our experiences, but more broadly speaking, it's cool how there's a lot of celebrities there, and they're not just, like, they're being forced to be there. They're actually, like, super friendly, and they do signings, and they chat with people. And, like, when Nigel in our last episode mentioned that, he ran, that we ran to, ran to Summer Glau, and he thought she, she was Olivia Wilde, I think he called her Miss Wilde to her face, and she still posed for a picture and was still super nice. Like, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so that uh, Wii U, that, and just the whole vibe of Comic-Con, I'd say that was the highlight. And in terms of individual news, we spouted off some stuff, but I recommend just checking out some website for more on specifics. Oh, and The Hobbit had really cool posters at their booth. Oh, holograms. Yeah. There's a picture of one at the website. Yeah. Under extra. You, you can't see the cool 3D. You can't see the cool 3D, but it's Gandalf up close. Yeah. So yeah, that's highlights and lights. Hope that gave you some sense of what it was like, Shiva. Um, and for the yeah. final question, we got Okay Ron. Are you disappointed with the 3DS that the 3DS XL doesn't have two analog sticks? Why or why not? That's a good one. Uh, well, me, do you want to go first or do uh, I? Want I to guess go first? I'll go first. Okay. I mean, go for it. I guess like I'm gonna take it as like, am I personally disappointed? No, and that's probably just because. I mean, I know it could be taken the other way, but I got used to not having a second analog on my handhelds like i've always like since the game boy i just never really felt i never really wanted another never felt the need yeah, i never felt the need for it to be there just because all the games were designed around not having a second analog stick right so i just got used to that so i wasn't really expecting it there expecting it there and the games that i do look forward to on the 3ds or even the ones that already came out i never thought that they would be better with a second analog stick Mm-hmm. Like I mean, Resident Evil, I enjoyed with the gyro. Didn't need right. the second analog stick. Right. Um. Even I don't know what else we played. Uh, Riv, no, that was it. <laughs> oh, Kid Icarus. I don't know. Ah, now see, that's a very different opinion. Well, that's just because you're left-handed. Yeah, but here's the just thing. because you're left-handed. Here's the th- yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I would really like a second stick, personally, for Kid Icarus in particular. I can't. I can't really play the game. We've discussed this. I can, but it's really cumbersome. I mean, it'd be. Really, I know there's Circle Pad Pro, but that's not what we're talking. We're talking about specifically built into the system. I assume. Uh, and they are making a Circle Pad Pro for the oh 3DS XL, which means you're basically going to have a small side table. Maybe then it'll be want. like a netbook. 
Yeah. No, at that, po- at that point, it'll be like you have, like, a living room table that you're playing every, right, every time. Table. You- yeah, essentially. But, uh, yeah, cocktail, that's what I was looking for. But, uh, no, I- personally, I would, like, a second stick simply for things like Kid Icarus, so, the- you know, or first-person shooters if they ever come out on the system. But looking beyond that, I think it's smart that Nintendo's not, because they would have serious fragmentation in the 3S market if they did. You can't easily and smoothly and effectively come out with a new control mechanism and force it on everyone when half, when 20 million roughly, 19 million of your customers currently have a single stick device. You can't force them all by Circle Pros. You can't, you can give them a Circle Pro with certain games, like Kid Icarus, if they were to have done that. But you can't even do that because not everyone will buy that game, and then you're just kind of screwing over 19 million people. Uh, Android phones actually have a fragmentation issue kind of like this. It's more software than hardware, but they different phones launch with different versions of Android, and sometimes they're not compatible. So some apps work on one phone but don't work on another phone, and some phones don't get upgraded fast enough to the new version or never get upgraded. So it's like very fragmented, and as such, it's really hard to develop apps Yeah, for. they'd have to have done it right from the beginning. Right, you need to do it from the beginning, or else you're, basically, you're screwing over a huge part of the consumer base. It won't be supported fully because... Not to, everyone. You know, eight, nineteen million people will have. If I'm Activision, especially now that the 3DS is basically coming, it's like just coming out, and everyone who already has 3DS kind of already does, for the most part. And does what? Wait, what? No, because I does have what you just said. Well, does. because I doubt like people that have a 3DS right now. I doubt that. Actually, I don't know. I have heard more people wanting to upgrade than from a DSi to a DSi. Yeah. Like, so. Well, here's the well, that's partly because the 3DS was a weird funky design kind of i like it but it's kind of funky no. if you think about it and then and this is like so much better but no uh, what i was starting to say is you can't expect activision for example to say i'm good let's bring call of duty i don't know why i keep using that as the example today <laughs> fine let's change because it. it's you it, can't it, it, it's, it's, it's very ubiquitous battlefield <laughs> yeah ea goes let's bring battlefield 4 to the 3ds so we have the second stick should we use should we put in the resources to use it so a fifth of the consumer base can use it or do we just go with the cheapest other option that all five the, chi- the cheaper you know one stick option that all five fifths of the consumer base can use 100% oh, sure. of the it'd consumer be base it'd be too, it'd be too oh, intense Twitch. it would not work it would not work yeah. but yeah so that's why I think well personally it'd be cool I understand why Nintendo do it Nintendo did it and didn't include it even though there's clearly room on the system and I under and I think it's actually the right move in the interest of support because it won't get much support it'll be there and like five games will use it and it will be like oh that's neat and then that'll be it yeah so good question though and definitely if like if we could go back in time and add it to the original 3ds i'd be 100 percent behind that yeah i mean i'm not saying i would i'm like 100 percent against it but i mean if it's there it's there but it's not, i'm not right pointed i guess right yeah, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed because I'd be more shocked if they did and if they didn't like that would just be like whoa nintendo you, you, you have 20 million people that don't have that how are you gonna address that like yeah. yeah, but good question and thank you. And I believe that's all our questions, right? Yep. So uh, once again, I just want to thank everyone that left a question. And you do real, we do realize you left your questions for those prizes, and that's why we're happy to announce our winners right now. Yep. We using, saved the best for last. Using random.org. Yes, we... using random.org, we have chosen two comment numbers, and we will then associate comment number with name. So the comment numbers, can we get a drum roll of some sort? Are okay. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> comment number seven and comment number twelve, and those numbers correspond to. Why don't you say the winners? We'll tag team it, and uh, those numbers correspond to Twitch and El Bato Bro. So, congrats to both of you. You, we will be in touch via email or 
I guess emails are only option. We'll be in touch via email. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we'll call you up, but yeah. no, we can't. Yeah, let's go hacking. We're, we're gonna go hack. We're gonna go get your IP address that we don't have access to, and then go hack into your computer, and we'll just leave a wallpaper that says you won. Uh, <laughs> That'd be really cool and creepy. Uh, but no, congrats to both of you. We will be in touch via email with more information on how you can claim your Concom swag prize packs, which include Mario shirt, a Mario shirt, a Wreck-It Ralph shirt. Uh, Pokemon posters, postcards, pens, gizmos, gadgets, random kindness, I- happiness, and joy. And, and, if, and if you happen to have an an iPhone, a oh, oh, these thing. crazy things that GameSpot came out. You put your iPhone into it, and it's like a what's the name of the old record player thing? That giant pho- phonograph. It's like a rubber phonograph. You put your iPhone into it, and it'll actually uh, increase the sound output. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have it's an pretty neat. We got like this. eight. We got like eight of those. They just gave me a whole bunch. So we, you'll be getting those two, uh, both. Twitch and where's what's the other and guy? And Hand Ocean. Wait, oh. what's the other guy that? Um, one? El Vato Bro. Right, El Twitch Vato. and El Vato Bro. Uh, and no, no Hand Lotion. It was it was. Uh, it was hand oh, it was Hand Sanitizer. You're right. Hand yeah. Sanitizer. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Sanitizer. Yeah, Sanitizer. But yeah, so congrats to both of you. Thanks to everyone who entered. We will be doing more contests in the future. Uh, so definitely keep checking back to the site. Keep listening to the podcast via iTunes, and we have a couple announcements to make regarding the site going forward. That we are very excited about. Um, first up, as I just mentioned, we are on iTunes. We have been, this is now our third episode on iTunes, second episode on iTunes. Either way, uh, we encourage all of you, if you're listening through randomtail.com or you're just listening, like streaming through iTunes without subscribing, please go subscribe so you make sure you don't miss an episode. These things happen once every two weeks. It's easy to forget, we know. But uh, yeah, so head over to iTunes. You literally can just search Random Nintendo and Random Nintendo Podcast will come up as like the first result. So. Do that, and while you're at it, to make sure you don't miss any of our other content, yes, other content, uh, go to twitter.com slash randnintendo. We are opening a Twitter account. We will be tweeting every episode, every other content we're doing, which I'll get to in a sec, as well as retweeting whatever random Nintendo, and by that I mean thoughts about Nintendo that are random. So if you don't that, want to get our uh, other thoughts that aren't Nintendo-related right, by following we, our Twitter you, you, and you just want to get our Nintendo thoughts... Exactly. We're going to be retweeting those Nintendo thoughts to the Ram Nintendo... Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't want to talk about Ninja Turtles or... Or me talk about... Everything. Olympic ceremonies. Pop culture. Pop culture. Yeah. Speaking of which, Olympic ceremonies are kind of cool. They had giant raining fire on the Olympic rings. I was down in meetings. I missed it all. It was pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Anyway, <laughs> back to the things that matter. Um, yeah, so follow Ram Nintendo on Twitter. We might even be, I don't know, there could be giveaways through the Twitter account. You never know. So we I know. recommend you follow it. Well, we don't know right now. But... Well, we might know. Oh. But I just say I just say you should follow it. You never know. And Oh, we do know. We do? We do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. um, I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know, apparently. But no, seriously, Um, we're going to be... So not only will we have our thoughts on there and you'll get alerts about every podcast, you will also see whenever we do something new that we are calling Random Nintendo Extra. You may have seen... Oh, round of applause for Random Nintendo Extra. Yeah, sad two people clapping. Uh, you may have seen that we labeled the Comic-Con photos Extra, Comic-Con photos 2012, because what we're doing... Or Comic-Con 2012 photos. Because what we're doing now is we realize that there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world of Nintendo beyond just the podcast. There are things we want to talk about. There are games we want to talk about in more detail. There's thoughts we have that we just want to share. So we are rolling out editorial content on a semi-regular basis, I'd say, that will all fall under this umbrella of extra. So when you go to RamTile.com, you'll have your episodes, and then you have your extras. And they'll be sitting side-by-side on the homepage, super easy to get to. We will be launching it. We just launched it with Comic-Con 2012 photos. 
uh, and we'll be including editorials and articles pretty soon. Jose's going to be taking a look at Dieter Rhythm versus Rhythm Thief, and if you only can get you know the pros and cons of each, and which one, if you only are getting one Rhythm game for your 3DS, which one's the one to get. And then later in August, you can expect, probably early August, maybe, I don't know, sometime in August, you can expect an article from me about uh, coin the whole idea of Coin Rush Mode in Mario and what it means about how Nintendo handles gaming communities and online gaming and how, you know, it's obviously different than PSN and Xbox Live, but is it comparable in a way? So I'll be digging into that. Plus, we'll have game impressions as game com- games come out. We'll go, we'll do, we'll revisit old games, we'll do uh, little fun point-counterpoint style written-out things about games. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of cool stuff. We're going to be rolling them out pretty regularly. Yeah, because, I mean, one new thing every two weeks. Yeah, one new podcast every two weeks we know is not enough to whet your random Nintendo appetite. So you say wet? Yeah, that's the expression, wet your appetite. Oh. Or no, one podcast every two weeks whets your appetite, but you never have anything beyond that. So oh. now we're feeding you content. Yeah. <laughs> this analogy went horribly. No, but definitely check out the site. Definitely stay tuned. We'll be tweeting out those extra articles. We'll be posting them on the site. Uh, subscribe to my iTunes so you don't miss a podcast. I think about things for people to do. It's, uh, <laughs> I know. It's, it's a lot. It's you exciting. You guys have homework. Yeah, you guys have homework. And, of course, to add to the homework, we would love to hear what you think of this episode. We'd love to answer more questions in future episodes. We'd love to get... Your opinion on anything we discussed. Do you disagree with any of our thoughts on the Wii U or 3DS? I mean, other people have had the chance to play them recently. So definitely leave your comments. We'll take the, we'll, we will report on the next episode and future episodes based on what you say on this episode. So, yeah, definitely leave us your comments. Follow Ram Nintendo at Ram Nintendo on Twitter. I'm JSR7 on Twitter. And I'm Wero. He's Wero on Twitter. I think I'm out of things to announce. I think we're done. Maybe. So... Thanks for listening. Thanks again for all your questions. Congrats a third time to our, or fifth time or eighth time to our winners. And we will see you guys not in two weeks, but before then. Well, we will see you in two weeks. But we will also see you before then with our brand new extra all about 3DS Rhythm Games. Yes. So see you then. Goodbye.